Blog Talk Radio. I 
Are we going to sing of the goodness of God? Are we going to sing of his faithfulness and how he's been with us through the good and the bad and the ugly and the not so ugly? He is faithful. That's the goodness of our God. Well, welcome tonight. It is August the 6th, 2023. This is Angela Joy from Southeast Georgia, and I'm here with you tonight to pray, to believe, to stand with you that God's word will come to pass and you will understand that he's leading you right to the place he's called you to be and you don't have to fret. That's why we know God is good. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what it appears to be. It doesn't matter what you're going through. He is still good. He's good. He's good. He's good all the time. Well, hallelujah. Bless the name of Jesus. Glad you're tuning in tonight. If you're listening by internet, you can call in at the number of 319-527-6027. That's 319-527-6027. Hallelujah. Well, bless the name of the Lord. I'm glad you're here tonight. We are in the heat wave over here in southeast Georgia. And I guess probably you all are too, because it's been hot across the nation these last few days. Just want to thank God for being here. I want you to be encouraged. I want you to be uplifted. I want you to know that regardless of what it looks like, we are here. We're standing with you. We're in agreement. And thank God for that, that this has been set up for you. It's been set up for the glory of God to go forth. It's been set up for God to do what he wants to do and to help us get through this thing together. We're a company of people that are on assignment, and we are connected by the blood of Jesus. Well, hallelujah. (laughs) That was a mouthful. But welcome tonight. Again, uh, I want to say thank you for calling in, and uh, I'll just share a little bit before I, you know, do start taking calls. And um, just want to say that I hope you've had a great day and that you've enjoyed um, your Sunday. And um, we want you to uh, know that we're here for you. So if you want to text in to just let me know that you're there and maybe you want prayer, just send prayer through or just let me know you're there and you're waiting. That number is 214-505-8719. That's 214-505-8719. Last week we had a few difficulties as soon as I got on the air um, it went off. Well, it didn't go off immediately, but it went off sooner than uh, we expected. But you know what? It didn't take God by surprise. He knew exactly what he was doing, and um, we just have to go with the flow. And we just have to realize that all things are working together for good of those, to the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So in spite of what we think and in, in spite of what we believe things the way things need to go. We don't need to worry about it. We don't have to be concerned because God's going to do what he has to do, and he'll do it in the time frame, however he wants to do it. Well, again, this is Angela Joy from Southeast Georgia. Let me just pray. Father God, we just thank you tonight. We thank you for the opportunity to be a part of what God is doing again tonight through Prophetic Grace Network. We want to thank God that he is still God and that he is overseeing the work of this ministry, the work of our hands, the work of the hands of Prophet Randy Chandler. Lord, we thank you, Lord, as he has put his hand to the plow and he's pressing on and he's called those to come along with him to do the same and to do what God has called them to do. And we just speak blessings over him and his wife and their family. God, we speak health and we speak um, of things, the things of God to be made manifest in their lives. 
for the glory of God. We know God is still on the throne. He hasn't moved. He's not going to move. It's not his place to move. We are to line up and move into place behind him. So, Lord, we just thank you tonight for what you're doing through this ministry and the ministers that come on and the words that are released to encourage those who are listening, those who are calling in to be on track to do what God has called them to do. And we just glorify your name tonight. We give you honor and glory in the name of Jesus. Well, I just want to say it's been a great day for me. I've been pretty busy right up until the time I got on the show tonight, I had, you know, family over, and uh, it was just really nice. It was, even though it was storming outside, we enjoyed each other's company and fellowship, and I cooked, and um, I think they kind of enjoyed it, you know. So uh, I enjoyed it, and um, I just enjoyed, you know, being with family. So thank you so much because I'm with family again with you all. Uh, you're the PGN family, and we're, we're connected, definitely. We're connected. So um, today, I before I got on, I was like, well, what do you want to say? Because really, you know, as I tell you all, all the time, it, I don't have anything really per se to give you. I just try to be obedient and be led by the Spirit of God. And, you know, I'll, be, I'll, I'll just be upfront, frank, and honest with you. I am amazed at how God does things and what he does and how he uses us. And, you know, I, I, I was telling um, a lady yesterday, I'd gone to a prayer breakfast, and um, it's for, um, it's for you probably heard about it uh, before, but it's called Go Tell Ministries. And Go Tell Ministries is an evangelistic ministry uh, that is uh, headed up by Rick Gage. I don't know if you all are familiar with this or not, but um, I think that's his name. I know the last name is Gage. So anyway, I went to um, this outreach uh, thing that Crusade that they've got planned for our area to cover a few counties, and it's about winning souls for Christ. And I thought, you know, how often we really um, somehow get blindsided and not understand the basic foundation of us being connected with God is that we can connect other people with God, that we can be a conduit, that we can be used of God, you know, uh, to draw others to to the work that he has in the land for us to do before his son returns. And, you know, we get caught up in things, you know, um, you know, and it's nothing wrong with that. God, he directs us in different ways and he assigns us to different things. And, um, but the main thing is that, you know, our whole thing here is to tell people about Jesus, is to tell people about the Lord. You know, it's like, you know, if you go to a good restaurant and, you know, that food is really, really, really good and, you know, you leave out with, you know, a full stomach and you're just, you know, hey, that was a good meal. What do you do? You normally, like, try to tell people you know, hey, in the area, hey, if you really want a good meal, I tell you, this restaurant over here is really something. They have this, they have that, and they serve it up well, and they prepare it, and you are served well, the people are friendly. You know, you want to tell people about what you found that is good. You know, that song just played, you know, all my life you've been faithful. You're a good, good God. You're a good father. You're not, you know, you know, some Father, that I can't call on and expect for him to be available to me. You are available, God. And so we, you know, we think about in the natural, we found out, we find out about things that are really, really good, 
And then, you know, we have no problem telling somebody else, like, hey, that's good over there. You need to try that place. You know, the people are friendly. The food is great. The service is quick. Hey, you know, you need to check it out. And so when I was at this, um, you know, outreach thing yesterday, you know, uh, and then I got on here tonight, and I was like, how often do we go after people to let them know when we found something good? You know, how often do we feel that, you know, that urgency in us to tell about the good God we serve? You know, that's basically how we can draw people into understanding the God that we serve and how good he is because we have experience with him. You know, when I when you go out, you have experience going out to that place. So you can talk about it. You can say, oh, yeah, it's this, it's that, it's whatever. The same thing about God. And if we can do it for God, we can surely do it for God. We can tell people about, yes, he did this. Yes, he did that. Yes, he is faithful. Oh, yes, he is that kind of God. You know, because we can do it a lot with things, like I said, with the restaurant. We don't have a problem telling people about a good place to eat. But we don't need we need to tell people about a good God to serve. We need to tell people how faithful he is. And we need to let people know that this is the best meal you can get. And not only a meal that's gonna feed your spirit man and your soul, but let me tell you, there's a place that's being prepared for you. Hallelujah. The word of God lets us know and bear with me, I have a dog that's aggravating me at this moment, but I'm going to let him in. We can let people know that um, not only will he treat you well here, but there is a place that's being prepared for you, and it's been being prepared for you and has been prepared for you before the foundation of the world. Yes, that's my God. That's what I want to tell you about. I want you to understand and know about this God that I serve. Just like I can tell somebody about a good place to go to eat, I can tell somebody about the good God who I serve, who serves us and we serve him by bringing others into the body of Christ, by being an example that will draw men unto God. He said in his word, if I be lifted up, he will draw men unto him. So how many times are we going out exemplifying this God that says, if I be lifted up, I'll do the drawing. All you've got to do is lift me up. All you have to do is proclaim who I am. How do we lift them up? We lift them up by the way we carry ourselves and represent him because we are ambassadors. And, you know, when people see and they look and they, what does the word say? Taste and see that the Lord, he is good. And so we need to understand that this, what we have to offer, is so good, we, we need to share it. And so that's kind of like what um, that ministry is about. Like I said, it's called Go Tell Ministry, Rick Gage, I believe that's his first name. And um, he was there, and he was talking about the crusade that we're going to be doing, kind of like a five-county area that we were looking to draw, you know, people in to experience the gospel, to experience the salvation uh, knowledge of Jesus Christ. 
And so, excuse me, I went yesterday, and I was really, really, truly blessed. I was blessed by the food. I'm not going to lie. That food was awesome. But um, the important thing that I left there with is, like, God, have I done enough to let somebody know about you? Have I lived my life in such a way that would cause men to say, what is it about her? Who is she connected to that she's handling situations in the manner that she's handling? Who is this God that she's serving? Have I exemplified your goodness in the earth and in my community that would want that men would want to have what you offer? And I left there thinking, no, I haven't done enough. I left there feeling pretty, like, I won't say, well, maybe ashamed that I haven't done all that I know God would want me to do to handle the representation of Christ to the fullness of which he would want me to, to draw men unto him. So, anyway, um, Hold on one second. Is this something popping on my phone? So anyway, um, so I, I left there feeling, you know, my heart, you know, I it was on my heart that, wow, you know, um, he just said some really, you know, impressive things that really left an impression on my heart. And um, one of the things that I'll, I'll kind of talk to you a little bit about it, uh, let me go back to it. I took a couple notes. And, you know, basically I left there thinking, am I the sole winner that God needs me to be in this time and in this season? Because, you know, there's so much going on in the world. I was talking to my sons today, and uh, we were just talking about things going on in the community. And, you know, they just basically made me aware of all that is happening in the community right around me that really – I, I don't really know about, you know. I knew that some of the situations were pretty bad, you know, especially uh, people on drugs and, you know, the homeless situation. But, you know, I live in a very small area, and to be honest with you, I was just ignorant, just plain ignorant to how much that has penetrated into this little town, this little area that I live in. And my son, he, you know, he was talking about, you know, the different things that he encounters on a daily basis because he's a physician. And, you know, he was just basically talking about, like, you know, he works in pediatrics. So it's like, you know, how the families and how so many people are, are, are coming in, you know, bringing their children, and these children are just so not cared for. And these parents are, like, strung out on drugs. And the way he was explaining it and, and describing it, it really, it really just astonished me. I mean, I know there are situations that are going on out there that are, you know, bad. Because I used to work in crisis, and I used to work in the hospital, and I would do the uh, on-call crisis for suicide, drugs, all of that stuff, people wanting to commit suicide and strung out on meth and you know, so, of course, I, and I worked at the hospital, basically, that he's connected with, and, I mean, I saw that, and that was some years ago. But I guess, you know, I work from home now, so I really don't get in, get out like that. And 
and it, it, it awakened me again that the problem is it hasn't gone away, Joy. It is um, it's there and it's worse. And when, as he was talking today about the homeless people that are in the area and the drug addiction and the children that are just in these homes that these people have lost their mind, basically, and the enemy has come in and snatched their whatever they had, their their mind, and how he's attacking and going after the children. And he's, it, it just, you know, so it, it really is like I felt God was awakening me this weekend, you know, after going to the soul winning thing and the crusade that, that's being planned for the area. And then, you know, talking to him today and my other son about just things in general with what's going on in the world, it was just, it was mind it was mind blowing. I'm to be honest with you, I really didn't know it was that bad in this very small area. And so I started to think about what uh we've been taught and told and spoken to about yesterday about winning souls for Christ and, and I got a new like a burden for for the lost, a a a heavier burden for those who are just up trapped and and seem like they have no hope and you know and 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 what is evangelism evangelism lets us know that there are people everywhere who need jesus everywhere i mean sometimes so caught up in our little bubble that we forget that our main purpose here is to win souls for christ or to be a representation that will draw men unto christ and um and to have a mindset that, I, I mentioned a few things, but to have a mindset to know that there are people in need of Jesus and that they're everywhere. They're in big cities. They're in little towns. They're your neighbors down the street or next door around the corner. They are everywhere, and they need Jesus. And then, you know, he talked a little bit more about evangelism. And it, it basically, it boils down to making yourself available to God so that he can show you and he can tell you where to go, what to do, what to say. We can, you know, I think he mentioned something about how he, uh, it wasn't Rick Gage who was speaking. He had another minister there who was sort of uh, delivering this word. And um, he was basically saying, you know, you wake up in the morning and, What's the first thing you do? You know, wh- how do you how do you strategize your day? You know, we can only do so much, but how do you start your day? Do you get up thinking how you would like Jesus to use you that day to touch somebody's lives? Or are we just so self-absorbed in what's going on in our lives, we don't even ask Jesus, what do you want to do in and through me today? Yes, we got issues. I got things going on that I wake up and I pray about. And my family, uh, work, things, you know, financial things. But it was like I took a whole new view of, like, how we are to wake up and basically just go to God and say, what do you want me to do today, God? How do you want to use me to reach somebody today? You know, don't let me forget that you placed me here to be an example and to be a conduit. To, to to show people Jesus. For, 
you know, that's that, you know, it, it, it's not far fetched. Sometimes we don't even put that at the front of the the plan for the day, but really, that's what it's about. That's part of our purpose is to be here to say, God, what do you want to do with me today? That I might encourage someone, that I might show someone the way to the to deliverance through Jesus, through salvation through Jesus, and and that touched me. And I thought, wow, you know, I really needed to hear this because. You know, sometimes we can be so self-absorbed. And then the other thing is that um, in order to draw people, we need to let them know the word and what the word says and how the word exemplifies and, and, and shows this God that we serve. Point people to the word. And not only that is the word of God alive today and in our lives and we see him and we, we acknowledge him through the word because he is the word, Jesus is the word, but also to let them know through that word you can access your Savior. And he can instruct you and he can direct you and he can point you in the way that you need to go and direct people to Jesus and his word. So I, I left there with a, 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 deeper, a deeper awareness of, you know, what we're dealing with, you know, in this world, in our society, and, and, and how, you know, and even after talking to my sons today, you know, how bleak sometimes, you know, these things are, and they're right around us. They're right down the street. They're right around the corner. They're right next door. They're all around us. There are people in need of a Savior. There are people in need of knowing that there is a God who sent his son to die on a cross, to raise, be raised from the dead, and is now seated at the right hand of the Father, continually making intercession for us. That's the heart that I should have. When I wake up in the morning, I don't always need to go to God and say, God, what can you do for me today? <laughs> you know, or this is my problem and this is my situation and I need an answer and I need a remedy and I need you to work it out. I need to go to God now more and more saying, God, how do you want me to be used today to draw somebody to you? And so tonight, you know, I think of the goodness of God, how how the faithfulness of God, how faithful he has been, how he has brought me through so much. And I want somebody else to know that even though you're strung out on drugs, even though the, the, the situation looks hopeless, that there is a God who sent his son to die for you that you don't have to go through life attitude and with a mindset of being defeated, but you can go through life with hope. Glory, hallelujah. You can go through life knowing that a price has been paid for you, even though you messed up, even though you're strung out on drugs, even though you've been into prostitution. Even though you have not been the mother that you you could be, that God will give you hope and 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 a, a way out. 
because I mean, I was listening and my son was talking about, you know, sometimes when, you know, um, they come to the office, you know, and they've got these kids and, and it looks like the kids haven't been bathed in, in days or maybe weeks and, and they, you know, they stink, you know, of the odors of their life, of the drugs. And, uh, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, this is right here. I work from home. You know, I have my little circle that I'm in. You know, I don't really come in contact a whole lot with what's going on in the community. But just listening to that, and I think, guys, I really did think that God really gave me a wake-up call this weekend because I was invited to this breakfast, and I didn't know what this breakfast was about. I mean, I was going to a breakfast, and she said it was free. And so, I mean, I didn't go just because it was free. I knew it was a prayer breakfast, but I really didn't know what it was in in um, reference to, even though, excuse me, she had talked to me previously, and I had gone, gone to a meeting, uh, but I had to leave early because of work on for GoTel Ministries. And I, so when she told me about it, I didn't know it was GoTel Ministries. So I, I go and, and, I, and I see the passion. You know, this man is speaking, the passion he has for lost souls, it was just, it just blew me away. I hadn't seen that in so long, someone having that kind of compassion for people and such a drive to press in and be a, 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 someone, a vessel that God is using to draw men unto him. I hadn't seen that in so long because in so many ways, society has changed over the last few years. seems like people are so self-absorbed. They're so caught up in what's going on with them because there is a lot going on. There's a lot going on. I mean, and I don't live in a major city, so I can't even imagine, you know, what is going on in some places. But just to find this little area that has, my town has like 11,000 people, and the town that is in the county with me, I think they have another maybe, I guess maybe 15, you know, and I'm thinking there are people like on the street, like I was telling my son, like a couple days, well, actually, yeah, two days this week, or was it one day last week? It's been within a within a week, you know. I've seen people. I mean, it's from you know for me, this is kind of the boonies because I moved from Orlando and I'm I'm here in rural Georgia, and I was telling him. I said I saw you know this guy walking down the road yesterday. He was pulling a suitcase. Now, not down Main Street. He was out on a rural highway, and it was like you could tell he was homeless. And I told him, I said, well, and then the other day I was up at the little shopping area and there was another guy with a suitcase and he was sleeping outside of this building and basically I could tell he was homeless. And then I've seen people just all, you know, they had a hotel here that people, I guess, used to camp out around. They tore it down and so, but he, my son basically was saying, People are being dropped off in this area. I'm thinking, who would drop, what, what's going on here? Who would drop someone off in a rural area? I mean, and they're homeless. They don't have anything. 
They're pulling a suitcase on wheels down the road. You know, I was the other day that I saw the first guy, I thought it was some kind of fluke, you know what I mean? I know people, you know, maybe somebody, he's just meeting somebody. But then I saw somebody else, and then I talked to my son today, and he said, oh, yeah, he says, they're dropping people off in here. They're dropping people off? <laughs> I'm like, gosh, I've been living in a cocoon or something, you know? What is going on, you know? What's happening to our world where there's so many people, you know, and it's, they, what does the word say? They'll always be with us. But God has given us something to offer people. We can offer them hope. We can evangelize our areas and our neighborhoods. And just think of the children um, that we can reach that, you know, you see a child and they're without. You know how God will want to raise us up to even believe that God will create environments for them to find shelter. So that just very was very heavy on my heart tonight because, I mean, it was like God set me up. I did the soul-winning evangelistic thing yesterday with Gotel Ministry. And then today, you know, I had my family over and we were talking about this. And then I, you know, he was telling me about these people who are, you know, how the drug infestation, you know, is just ravishing the neighborhoods around here. And I'm like, God, help me. Help me to, you know, just be more sensitive. Like the other day, um, there was a young man. I used to work at a school with kids who had disabilities. So I remember that when he, this, I saw this guy in the store, and he looks exactly the same as he was when he was like eight or nine years old. And I called his name, and he said, yeah, that's me. And I, he says, how do you know me? And I said, because I used to work at a school that you were at. And, you know, he was like, well, thank you. He was, you know, Real was, you know, a kid who he had some um, disabilities, mentally challenging, you know, things and nothing physical, but just mentally challenging uh, issues. And um, I, he said um, something else to me, and I got in my car, and then I just felt the Holy Spirit say, give him a ride. And I said, well, do you want a ride? And he was like, yeah. So he lived a few blocks down the road, and I took him home. You know, and I got to meet his mom. He said, you want to meet my mom? And I was like, sure. So he went and he got his mom because he's now like, I think he told me he's 32 now. So I remember him when he was like eight or nine years old, 10 at the most. And he looks exactly the same. And, you know, I, I, I took him home and um, he said, okay, I'll go get my mom. So he brought his mom outside and she came out and she seemed so happy that, you know, somebody had paid attention to her son, you know, because she knows he has a disability, and, you know, I'm sure she's concerned about his well-being. He just walked up to the Dollar General that was about four blocks, four or five blocks away, and, you know, I brought him home, and I could just see her face, you know, the appreciation, and she thanked me for, you know, giving him a ride home, and then I began to tell her about, you know, the ministry we have with the food and, you know, how we want to do some things, and, you know, and, and then I, I drove off, and I was like, I should have told that woman about Jesus. I need to find, I should have found out about her, her relationship with God. You know, what's wrong with me? You know, I should have said right then, do you know Jesus? Or, you know, done it in some manner. But, you know, I just, I reached out to her, and it was like the Lord comforted me. And he says, well, you showed me 
you know, and all you do is plant seeds. You know, someone else can come along and water. Yeah, okay, so you didn't say, hey, you need Jesus or come to church. You know, I, I try not to do that to people. I don't want to, like, preach at them like that. But I, I showed her, you know, the kindness of God, and that's what God said. You showed her the kindness and the compassion of God. You know, you brought her son home. You know, you could see in her face that she was so delighted and she was so pleased by it because, you know, I'm sure she concerned about him because of his disability. And I was like, you know, God just really met. He, he really was meddling with me this weekend. He really was showing me that, you know, we got to be, you know, just, aware of where we are and what we have to offer and who we serve and be available to minister to people, to be there, to to show people Jesus. You know, he was speaking, now that I think about it all weekend, he's been speaking to me about showing people Jesus, you know, showing people Jesus. So, Lord, we just thank you tonight. We thank you, Lord, because you are a good God. You know, you want us to um, to let the world know, hallelujah, who you are, you know, by our lifestyle, by how we, how we deal with other people, how we to people, how we live our lives before men. That's so important because that represents Jesus. And so I just want to encourage everybody tonight, let's just be more sensitive to the basic fact that there are people who are lost and need Jesus. If we can't give them a million dollars, you know, if you can't give them 50 cents, give them Jesus. Give them compassion. Give them love. Give them hope. (laughs) Give them hope. And so, Lord, we just thank you tonight, God, that we will become more aware of of what our purpose is, is here on earth, first and foremost, is to represent you and to draw men to you and to offer them a way out through Jesus, to win souls for the kingdom, to know that everywhere we go, there are people who need you, everywhere, and to have more of an evangelistic mindset that we will pray that we will be available to people. Hallelujah. And, Lord, I just thank you that we will point them to the word and we will use the word to direct them to the Savior. We thank you for this. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And as I was praying, it was amazing. Now that I think about it, right after I left that evangelistic, you know, uh, thing with Go Tell Ministry, I immediately met that young man again on the street. So it was almost like God opened the door for me to use what I had learned previously. And my biggest thing, I didn't say, oh, go get Jesus, you know. But my biggest thing was I was concerned about his well-being. And I wanted, and I did know that God directed me because I remember when he was leaving the store, and the, I know it was the Spirit of God says, 
Give him a ride. Show him me. Show him there's people who care. Show him. Operate in that. And so I had drove off, and I kind of moved over, drove over where he was, and I was like, do you want to ride home? And he was so happy. And I'll tell you, it just blessed my soul to be able to take him home. And he said, oh, I want you to meet my mom. And I was like, okay. And he went and he got his mom. You know, he's 32 years old, but, you know, he's kind of have a mindset of, you know, younger person. And she was so delighted to think that someone had taken interest in the well-being of her son and got him home. Because it was getting ready to storm, actually. And um, she was so – so those little things that God will use us to do. And now I'm thinking about it. Right after I left that meeting, God gave me an opportunity. So, Lord, we just thank you for the opportunities and the things you're going to make available to us that we can show forth the love of God and that we can be busy on assignment doing what you called us to do. And so I'm going to play another song, and then I am going to start to take calls. I um, I just know God is going to do something tonight, and he wants us to just remember that this is what we're here for. You know, we're here. We're here because um, we're on assignment to do what God would have us do, you know. We're not here by accident. We're here. Hallelujah.
Let the blessings of the Lord go before you. Hallelujah. And be on you and with you as you are assigned to walk out this life. Let it touch somebody's life for the glory of God. Let the love of God flow through you and that the blessings of God be with you and upon you. Hallelujah in Jesus' name. Well, what an awesome time to be a part. I mean, as I was saying, you know, some of the things that are going on in the world. But just think, you have been purposed to be a part of what God is about to do with a generation that is, you know, it's just a a bunch of stuff going on. But God has chosen you, and he's assigned you to be here and a part of this. At this time, this place, and this season, that the glory of God will go forth and that he will be lifted up. There, Hey, as we were talking about evangelism, there are many opportunities that have been made available to you that you be able to point man, woman, boy, girl to God. Show them there is a God that is always available to them. Well, thanks again for tuning in, and I'm so glad to be a part. I have nothing to offer but what God, you know, reveals and gives, and so I am so humbled by that, you know, to be a part of of something that I never even dreamed I would be a part of and to just think that God has chosen somebody like me (laughs) to be a part of something like this. You know, there are some people out there that may be homeless and lost and feeling defeated, that God is going to use you to help them find purpose in life. God wants to use you to help them know that there is more than they could have ever imagined through living for Christ. God wants to use you for that. He wants to connect you with that person so that they will not think that their life is a total waste, but there is a Savior who is in need of them to be used for his glory to draw men unto him. Well, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, I'm going to go ahead and let's going to start with um, our calls. And like I said, just glad to have you to be a part tonight. I mean, the blessings of God be upon you. All right, then we're going to go ahead and start with our first caller, and that's uh, 910709. Who am I speaking with, and where are you calling from? Hi, this is Sylvia from North Carolina. Hi, Sylvia from North Carolina. How are you? Hi. <laughs> How are you? Glory be to God. I'm doing good, Sylvia. <laughs> I'm doing good. Nothing like feeling like you're you, you're beginning to just be obedient and walk out some things that God um, has, you know, orchestrated and set in motion for you. So uh, nothing like that. So God, we just thank you for Sylvia. Hallelujah. Mm. Thank you for your 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 will in the middle of a wheel. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I just saw like a, a wheel. Hallelujah. And um you know, a wheel is designed 
um, to like roll, you know, to roll to, to you know, a wheel was designed to for movement. A wheel was designed for movement, and uh, I just to tell you, you were designed for move. You like a wheel that God is rolling into places, <laughs> rolling into situations. <laughs> Rolling into um, circumstances, you roll in, hallelujah. You know, a wheel just kind of goes, you know. It, it doesn't go with um, any agenda. It just goes, you know. Maybe the person who's directing it has an agenda, but we're talking about the wheel itself. And it's like I see something in you that's like a wheel that's rolling into uh, places and, and rolling in, into circumstances and rolling in because God, the, the power, the spirit of God is positioning you and causing you to move into different places and situations so that the king of kings, the Lord of lords, will be glorified. We're talking about evangelism, evangelism, as I mentioned earlier tonight. And, and I just sense to tell you that's part of what I believe God is is saying to you with this wheel rolling in, you know, like when, when we evangelize, we roll into some places that we didn't really plan on rolling into, but God had a purpose and he had a plan to put us in that position, to roll us into that place, because there's something he wants to impart. There's something he wants to say. There's something that he wants to do with that person, with that people. And so, Lord, we just thank you that she will be sensitive to the assignment when God rolls her into some place that she didn't know she was going into. And it's like I want to say, you know, how I said earlier about how, you know, the wheel doesn't really have any control about where it's going. It's the person who's moving it or whatever is moving the wheel that causes it to end up where it ends up. And it's almost like I want to say to you it's because the spirit of God is going to be the maneuvering force behind where you go. Where you roll into, what what you what what you will uh, happen up into, and it won't be a happen up, and it will be an ordained uh, thing. So Lord, we thank you tonight that she will be sensitive that wherever she goes, it won't be like she's thinking like you know, I'm here. Know that you are going places and doing things because you have been assigned. And it's part of the plan of God to even take you by surprise a little bit because you won't understand sometimes where you got to where you got to and how you got there. But know that God is working to put you in places that you didn't even think about because that's the kind of God we serve. And it's not just about you, Sylvia. It's about those that you are assigned to. And God has placed you there for their enlightenment. And we thank you for that, God. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So how are we doing? Amen. Oh, Father, I thank you for that. I uh, thank God for the word tonight. I was feeling a little down, but better now. <laughs> okay, well, good. Yeah, good. I, yeah, I was... Um, I don't know how to say it, sort of like uh, set aside in church today, like, you know, sometimes. You know what? You know how. Excuse me? No, I was saying, what did you say? You were something in church? What What did you say? Yeah, I just, 
running into obstacles like um, trying to be stopped. I think we talked about this before. And so uh-huh. um, I was praying before you got on the line and God had led me to get on. So I feel uh-huh. better now. Yeah. Well, praise God. Well, thank you, Jesus. Well, you know what, Sylvia, it's kind of like what the Lord is saying to me through my little, you know, things, adventures and things that I've been involved with this weekend. It was almost like, you know, God was saying to me to come back to the simple things that he first called us to do as Christians. And, you know, sometimes, you know, we have our eyes set on this and that and whatever, you know, and. Because so much in ministry now has, it it, is changed. I mean, the simple words of the gospel to give to someone to show them life and to encourage them, it it, it seems as if some of that has been just diluted. And so it was almost like God just wanted to take me back to the simple thing, the first thing. What is the first thing to do? Tell people about Jesus. And guess what, Sylvia? You don't have to be in a pulpit to do it. You don't have to be on yeah. somebody's platform to do it. There are, and that's what I was saying, there are people in highways and byways and gutters and, and on street corners that are in need of an answer, that are looking for deliverance, who need a Savior. And that's what God was really speaking to me today is that, you know, sometimes I haven't been acknowledged and I haven't been invited into your pulpit. I haven't been invited into your meetings and I haven't been, you know, ushered in to handle this and delegate that. But God says that that's not what it's all about. A lot of times that is the agenda of man. But just do yeah. the agenda of God, which means you don't have to have a pulpit. You don't have to have a platform. You just got to have Jesus and a willing heart to share it to anyone who will receive it. And so that's what God was saying to me today. And over the weekend, I think he was basically saying, get back to the basics. Get back to the basics. Get back to that which um, is, is of me, which is my first love, is to when have people come to me? And so um, I just hope that really encourages you because a lot of times when we're in situations and in uh, places where, you know, people are looking to usher this one up and bring this one out and lift this thing up, and you know, God just reminded me the simple, the first is to just be a soul winner and to draw men unto him. And you don't have to have a title. You don't have to have anything but the love of God and his word to lead people to a place of salvation and deliverance through God. So, Lord, we just thank you for that tonight. And she just, you just minister that to her. I don't know what's going on today, Sylvia. I don't know. But I just sent, I just sent to tell you that and that, you know, just know God is in control and that he knows everything and he knows what he's doing. And um, 
just be encouraged. Amen. You're welcome. You're welcome. Is there anything in particular you wanted prayer for? Oh, no, that's it. Thank you. You are welcome. Well, you have what a now? Broke oh, okay. Oh, my phone. You just woke me up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. God bless. Amen. All right. God bless. Amen. All right. Good night. Amen. Hold on. Let me get my glasses. Let me see here. What I need to see. All right. All right. Amen. All right. So let's go on to our next caller, and that's going to be seven seven three seven three two. Praise the Lord. And How are you doing this evening? This is Marilyn oh, from Maryville, Indiana. Fine. Thank you. Oh, I'm sorry. Who Hello? am I speaking with? Marilyn from Maryville, Indiana. Oh, Marilyn. Okay. Well, how are you, Marilyn? I'm fine. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Amen. I, I'm doing better than I was earlier. But praise God. I just thank you. So, Lord, we just um, we pray for Marilyn from Indiana. God, we thank you, Lord, that the joy of the Lord is her strength. Hallelujah, God. We thank you, Lord, that you are, hmm, hallelujah, glory be to God. I just see like a, a bubbling up, a bubbling up that down deep inside you, Marilyn, there's some stuff. There's some deep, deep, deep things that God wants to bring to the surface, hallelujah, for your, for, for his glory, to use you to just know that, in spite of whatever it is you're dealing with, no matter what conflict you might be involved with or might try to surround you or draw you out into, that there is a bubbling up on the inside of you, and it is the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Hallelujah, Marilyn. It, it, it bubbles up, and, and, and you've got to know that you've got to tap in. You gotta tap into that. When the enemy rises up, when he tries to do a sneak attack, when it looks like things are just really out of sorts and out of whack, you can reach down because there's a bubbling up on the inside of you that you have been given the the access to to tap into it. To know that God is going to restore because he is the center of your joy. Let the bubbling up continue, God. Let it continue as she begins to understand and begin to tap in and and, and grab a hold of what God is showing her and be sensitive in her spirit to know, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not going to let this Feel my joy because I've got something that goes way down on the inside that I'm going to tap into and it's bubbly. It's forever bubbling up. You just got to tap into it. You just got to let it bubble on up so that you can be all that God <laughs> called you to be in spite of adversity. And so, Lord, we thank you tonight that she's understanding she got to tap in. 
How are you going to tap in, Marilyn? You're going to tap in through the word. You're going to tap in through worship. You're going to tap in through praise. You're going to tap in through prayer. You're going to tap in. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God. And that's part of your warfare strategy. Your weaponry is that bubbling up that's deep down on the inside that you tap into, that you can ride this thing out. Where the enemy meant evil, God is going to work it out for your good. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Anything you want to say, Marilyn, or a prayer request or anything? No, I don't have a prayer request, but I receive the word. What you said, the joy of the Lord is my strength because that's my favorite verse. Oh, praise God. Well, you know what? And after I said it, then I started to see a vision of like, okay, so, you know, I don't, I don't, who was the show that used to come on? What was that with? Jed Clampett or something. And I just saw a vision of something bubbling up. And I remember what he said was like gold. It was like what they referred to as gold, but basically it was oil. And oil is rich. Oil makes you rich. You got a lot of oil going on. You got some money. Hallelujah. So that which is bubbling up on the inside of you, Marilyn, is of great value to your well-being. It's of great value. There's no price you can put on it. Almost like I see it as this this thick oil that worth, is worth a lot of money. You know, because out in Texas, you know, they have those oil rigs, and you see that oil bubbling up. Hey, that's money. That's richness. That's that that that's money. <laughs> I mean, all I can just hear is that's money. That's richness. That's value. So what's on the inside of you is of great value, Marilyn. It's of great value not just to you, but it's of great value to the kingdom of God. So, Lord, we thank you as she taps in because it ain't just about her. It's about what you want to do through her, that that joy is not just for her, but that it's bubbling up and it's spilling over, that other people, will be affected by what she carries. We thank you, God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Let her be a, a, a living epistle as she walks into places. That thing that's on the inside of her will not only affect her, but infect and affect, infect those who are around her and the environment that she walks into. Let Marilyn have a better understanding of what she's Harry, it's rich. It's valuable. My God, it's valuable, Marilyn. It's go, it, it is more valuable than we can put a price on. What you're carrying is not just for you. You're carrying something for the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Well, Thank you for calling in, Marilyn. I, is there anything you want to share? I, yeah, I, I receive everything you said, woman of God, and um, I am in ministry. 
So this is uh, the eighth month. So this is the eighth month of new beginnings and the ninth month is birthing. So what you yeah. see is a birthing that's going to take place. Amen, somebody. Hey, glory. Um, Hallelujah. That's exciting. Must she cut up both of Yes, it is. My God, I feel the presence of God. I hear the like pure gold. It's like just you know. Oh my God! It's just like crude, like that oil. I can just see it thick. It's thick. My God! And it's bubbling up and it's bubbling out. My God! It's just gonna make those who are around you and connect to you. My God! Even understand the value. Ha! My God, that's powerful right there. You, I don't know, but something just happened. I'm like, woo! <laughs> Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Yeah. Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. Woman of, the, woman of God, I just heard the Spirit of the Lord tell me to tell you to, um, to, 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 to write my number down because some things I want to share with you, but I want to share them right now. Amen. 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 Uh, let's see. Okay. All right. And, Marilyn, you say you're in Indiana, right? Yeah, but I have an Illinois sale. Okay. Well, I, I didn't know that, but <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm over here in southeast mm-hmm. Georgia. But, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, I All heard right. you. And I, I, I thank God for you, and I thank God for your ministry. And I'm hoarse right now. As you can hear, I'm hoarse. And I receive every word that you said. I receive Amen. it in the name of Jesus. I was All right. Well, praise God. Amen. Well, Amen. I'm just looking for the, the spilling over. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Amen. Amen. And um, like the Holy Spirit just said, told me to you, just um, some more to be shared, but not right now. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, Marilyn, Amen. I'm so glad you got to call in, and uh, I appreciate you. <laughs> I, I right, appreciate we'll you too, let, let let Randy know that I called in. All right. Well, he might be listening. All right. Well, you be blessed, Amen. and uh, you have a great rest of the evening. You too, sweetheart. Bless you. Take care. All right. Bless you. All right. Good night. All right. Let's see what's going on with this computer. Will it go off? Well, let me try to refresh. Y'all bear with me, my little, I don't know if it's their internet. I just lost my view of the screen. Hold on. All right, there we go. All right, well, praise God. Let's move on to our next caller. Glad Marilyn was able to call in. All right, so let's go here to, let's see, where am I? 251-229. Who am I speaking with and where are you calling from? Hi, hi, Prophetess. How are you? This is Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Calling from yeah, hi, Sarah. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. I think there might be something going on because the calls keep coming on and dropping off and coming on and dropping off. Did you call in earlier and drop off? 
Yes, but then I call back, yeah. Yeah, because I'm seeing calls dropping off and coming on. All right. Well, Sarah, how are you? You're doing good tonight over in Alabama? Yes, I'm doing good in spite of the heat has been on. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We won't even talk that. I mean, today, I thought I was like, I walked outside and um, I quickly came back to the AC. <laughs> <laughs> I made a quick I made a quick roundabout and came back into the AC and I was like, Lord, it is really hot but then we had some thunderstorms um this uh this evening but earlier in the day it was just hot but we got thunderstorm and I began to disconnect my stuff because I was like, we won't have any of that in here tonight. But anyway, let's just pray for you and then we can talk. Hallelujah. We just thank you uh, for Sarah tonight. Hallelujah. We just give you glory and honor for the woman of God that she is. Hallelujah. And uh, we were uh, while I was talking and when you first came on, I saw like a white sheet being spread out. And um, it was, you were like, you, it was kind of like this white sheet. And you were spreading it out, and as you were spreading it out, there were things that were uh, accumulating on the white sheet. And, of course, you could see, you know, things clearly because it's a white sheet. And things were coming on the white sheet. I can really um, discern exactly what the things are, but I just felt in my spirit to say that you were laying out the white sheet in preparation of receiving and that it was almost like you were preparing to receive from the Lord. You were, and God was was raining down some stuff, and it was almost like I was seeing the white sheet as a way of magnifying what was going to be on the sheet. So, because you know, when it's white and you spread it out, and you, it was on the ground, but when you when it's white, you can see clearly and distinctly, uh, distinctively what it is. And it was like you were preparing uh, to receive from the Lord. And God was was allowing things to accumulate and that you, you were taking delight because it was like you had delight in preparing to receive for the Lord. And you were in expectation of, because it's almost like, you know, when you go out somewhere and you're going on a picnic. Okay, so you spread out, you know, a sheet or blanket or whatever, and it's a, it's a sense or a way of preparing that you will sit down and enjoy and partake of a meal or something. And it was almost like you, you were spreading it out in preparation for what God was going to bring on the white sheet. And, God, we just thank you for that. I don't know exactly all the details of what it means, but I just sense it is a way uh, that God – uh, is is well you're using it to show and to see what God is going to place in your possession as he lays it there on the sheet for you to receive you know I, I'm thinking now as we go out and we were saying we're on a picnic or something we spread something out we spread that out because we're going to put our food there we're going to have items there and we're, we're going to they're going to be there for us to receive and it's almost like that it's like is being laid out to receive, to take part of, to partake of. And so, Lord, we just thank you that that's an encouraging word for her, that she will know that um, 
She's in a season of preparation that God is laying some things out, and she is prepared to receive what the Lord is giving. We thank you, and we give you glory in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Well, uh, I wanted to put some receipt. Well, I guess you want to say, uh, in reference to the word of God that he gave you tonight to prophesy about, I did go out and I purchased a Honda. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) And... uh, and so he prepared it all because mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, I, you know, I didn't, all I did was I got on the phone and I <laughs> made the arrangements. It was so crazy at Toyota dealership. And mm-hmm. I ended up buying a Honda there. And before I knew it, everything, the car is, oh, it's fine. Um, it's not what you call like brand new because I didn't want notes and okay. stuff like that. And mm-hmm. so God mm-hmm. prepared it. He fixed it. And remember when we talked last time, we were talking about just going out and getting something because right. I had that accident. Yeah. Well, that's what happened. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise you. Jesus. Hallelujah. And, you know, Praise he will uh, give us. Yeah, we prepare to receive. Hallelujah. We prepare to we prepare to receive. So God, we just thank you that she received the blessing of what you wanted her to have. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. With anticipation Hallelujah. she went out and got what you had for her. So we thank God for that. Hallelujah. Well, you know what? Um as a faith move, even with what I seen with the preparation, that's a faith move. You know, because as I brought you were laying this out, and you were laying it out, and things were coming on the sheet, you know, but it was like, you know, all you had to do was have the faith to just go out and lay the sheet out. And with expectation, you began to receive what it is you had laid out to receive. Because this was almost like, you know, kind of like you laying something out, and then once it's on there, you gather it and you take it away, you know. Although we think about food and stuff when you're out, but, you know, it wasn't, it was kind of like what you would do if you were going out on a picnic, but I just saw this thing, sheet being laid out and things were coming on it, and, you know, after you got everything that God was putting on it, you just took it and picked it up and went on about your business, because he had given you what you laid <laughs> your, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how it was. That is, God is so good. That is exactly what he gave you to say just a few minutes ago. That's how it was. I just, it was so crazy. I mean, it wasn't crazy. It was just God. I mean, you know, I called and I was like, okay, um, I'm I'm shopping for a Honda. And it was at a Toyota dealership. And I looked it up online and and then I said, uh, does it have anything wrong with it? I said, I better get up and go and check it out. So I went down for like about two days in a row, and then I said, I don't know. I just, I'm going to pray about this one. And then the next thing you know, um, I ended up getting it. Uh, it's very nice, well kept, and I'm just thankful to the Lord uh, that he answered everything. Yeah, in expectation. Hmm. Yeah. 
She went out, prepared, laid it out. They put it on there, and she picked it up and left. (laughs) 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 And you went and got your goods and gathered it and went on back home. Yep. And I was excited. (laughs) I went and (laughs) praise you, Jesus. I thank the Lord. I thank the Lord. Um, You know, hallelujah. My daughter's like... Yeah, I was hearing, I don't know, I, I don't know, I, I didn't read the scripture on it, so I can't say that I, you know, but I, I kind of remember, I think it was, um, what's his name, um, who did the fleece, starts with a G, but anyway, I kept hearing that in the back of like a fleece, like laying out something, fleecing God, and, and you know, I don't know, some people say you shouldn't or whatever, but it was like kind of I kept hearing that in my mind, like you were laying it out and um, things, you know, and God answered it. I mean, he put it on there, and you picked it up and left, <laughs> uh-huh. you know. Um, so, yeah, Lord. well, praise God. God is good. Lord. Amen. I mean, the word lets us know we have not because we ask not. And when we ask, <laughs> we ask them this, you know, so. Yeah. Yep, yep, that's it. Well, praise God. I'm glad that God moved. And, yeah, I was like, what is this I'm seeing? You know, I hadn't a clue what was going on. That was it. It was just God. I tell you, Prophet Evangel Joy, it was just him because, I mean, I was like, let me get up and go see what I'm talking (laughs) And I ended up, and, uh, and God was like, okay. And it goes along that with today? the verse. Um, let me see. Three days ago. No, I was just saying. Oh, okay. Three days ago. All right. Well, you know, we like you said, you had mentioned it, and you know, we prayed about it, and um, hey, God moved. Mhm. Mhm. We prayed about it. Yeah. We prayed about it, and God <laughs> moved. You know, because we have to do, I mean, that's what we do. So, I mean, we want what God wants us to have, and he manifests it. So, you know. Yeah. So, you know, you are, I thank the Lord for you, and especially PGN, because it's like when the Lord speaks, you know, through the prophetess and the prophets, it's good because it's go and do it in full expectation because he's there. Yeah. He's just leading us yes. for us to make that faith move, that yes. faith move, if we're going to get out there and do it. Right. Right. Especially if God, I mean, you, we can kind of, we know when sometimes, and I won't say all the times, but usually as you grow in God, you know whether or not you're doing something that is of the flesh or if mm-hmm. you are being led by the Spirit of God. You know, because, and that's why I try to be, you know, I move kind of slow because I want to make sure that I'm hearing from God about some things. And I have seen, you know, you know, because God has been talking to you about the card. You know, God talks to you about something over and over again. I mean, just listen to him and, and he'll give you instructions on what to do. And when he, when the spirit comes and instructs, you get up and you, you, you do what the spirit has directed you to do. And um, if you know it's the spirit of God, you do it and you do it then. You don't wait. 
So um, it's just a matter of knowing the voice of God, knowing how he's directing you, and if he's saying move, move. Because I, I remember, I don't know if I told you, you know, I kind of got my car that way. I went looking for, I went out looking for something else that we thought we were going to. This friend of mine took me over someplace, and we, we went to look at a car. We got there, I was like, uh-uh, this is not it. But I felt led in my spirit, before you get home, I didn't send you this direction two hours away from your house for nothing. So before I got home, I got on the phone, I called a friend, and I knew she had bought a car, you know, maybe uh, maybe some months earlier. And I had asked her, you know, where did you get your vehicle? And then I told her where I was at. So she looked right up uh, while I was on the road. She looked up uh, a car dealership that was 15 minutes from me, and I was two hours away from home. And she says, I see a car on here that you might want to go check out. Now, look at God. I mean, here I am, two hours away from my house. I'm way, way I'm near Warner Robins, Georgia. So I'm, oh, I'm over there two hours away. And I was like, God, you told me I was going to get a car. I'm not going back home without it. I know you, I know you led me out here. It was almost he led me out there so I could be 15 minutes away from the car he was taking me to, <laughs> which was awesome. And I called this friend, and I drove in there. This friend, I was with her. We drove in there. They were getting ready to close in 30 minutes. In an hour, I drove out in the car that God sent me for. So, you know, God is just amazing. He is amazing, you know. He will um oh, he, he will direct it's, it's two other He will direct us because he told me he said yeah. now it's one woman won't leave the parking lot and I said, She won't I said, What's wrong? He said, Because she wants the car that you're looking at and I said, Uh oh I said, The Lord is speaking because and it's just because I knew he was speaking because I prayed about it first. And it was like mm-hmm. everything started coming together. It just started coming together. <laughs> wow. That sounds like God to me. <laughs> that definitely sounds That's like God to me. And it's just amazing sometimes. We just have to be um, We just have to be open to, I mean, what God is telling us to do. Because sometimes we have our own way of, like, trying to figure out stuff. And we just have to realize, like, God led me way two hours away from my home. I think I'm going for one thing, and he directs me, but he had to get me out there in that area 15 minutes away from um, my home so that I could talk to this friend that could tell me about a car that was 15 minutes away. (laughs) I had to be out there by the car for her to tell me, go look at that one. And otherwise, had I not gone to look at something else, I wouldn't have been anywhere near that car. But she says, oh, you need to go check this one out. And I drove in there, and within an hour, I was driving out. So God just, you know, he's just amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was, it, it was uh, yeah, Gideon is what I was thinking about, you know, with the fleecing and stuff. Um, but anyway, that's what kind of like what I saw. I just saw you laying out, you know, laying it out, and you were laying it out in expectation to receive that when you laid that white, thing out on the ground that you laid it out that God would put what he wanted you to have on it 
and that you, when you got what you were supposed to have on it, you just was going to pick it up and leave. And that's what you said you just did. Hallelujah. That's him. <laughs> that's God. That is him. That's the Yes, yes, yes. You went, hey, hey, and you went prepared to receive. You know, that's a lot of times I feel like we miss God and we miss what God has for us because we don't go prepared to receive. We go in doubt. We go in disbelief. And when you go in doubt and disbelief, guess what? You're going to leave with that doubt and that disbelief. It's nothing else going with you. Huh. But when you <laughs> but when you go with an uh, expectation and with faith that God is going to do what He said He was going to do, you're going to leave with what God has for you, and that's exactly what He did. So what a blessing! That is a blessing, and I pray that this you know vehicle will be a blessing because when I first got mine, you know, it's enemy. It's just amazing. Sometimes every time it seems like I usually get something the enemy will kind of mess with it and think, well, maybe you shouldn't have done that, you know. And I just have to say, I have to stand my ground, and I have to say, no, this is what God told me to do, and it's going to work. And, um, you know, that happened with me, and I was like, no, and then it was a simple thing. But the enemy tried to aggravate me with it, to try to make you think you missed God. So I didn't miss God, devil, you're a liar. Get your hands off the stuff. You're always trying to tamper with stuff. And so just 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 be aware that the enemy is not happy when we get blessed at all. He doesn't like it. He doesn't like it at all. And I just won't let no. him tell you that because the enemy's not gonna like that you got blessed. Of course yeah. he doesn't like it. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Like when yeah. we get blessed and he tries to put anything in the way. Any and everything. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Well, I'm glad for that because I remember you were saying it, your daughter, you know, you all were using, what, one vehicle, right? One vehicle. Now right. she wants the one I'm <laughs> Of course. Of course. <laughs> Yes, she wants course. the one I'm driving. She's like, you owe it to me. And I'm like, Leah, now you know. She says, I like this car. <laughs> Wait, is she still in school? Yeah, she's got um, at least another year to go. Oh, okay. Okay. Year, well, year and a half. I pray everything just really works out for her. And I know one time you were saying she was getting a little discouraged, so. We just pray she continues to just press on and, um, you know, she'll accept and receive the fruit of her labor. Yeah, yeah me too. That. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard. She's doing what now? No, uh-uh. Well, what were you saying? She got the medical assistant to certified medical assistant out the way but and you know to okay. work in that if she chooses and then she's going to keep on until she gets the RN so we're just praying for okay. her to keep it moving <laughs> if that's the oh, yeah. Yeah. that's awesome that's awesome and 
Yeah, I mean, a lot of things sometimes come along, you know, to discourage you. And, you know, like my son I was talking about today, I mean, I'm telling you, I'm really, I, I'm, I'm just really happy that he just pressed on. He had so many obstacles that tried to just, you know, press him and get him off track as far as, you know, because he um, had gone to school in uh, Florida to a private university, and I just couldn't afford it. So I was like, he initially wanted to go to, um, you know, another school, but because of him, and he did really, really well in his SAT, but I think they were trying to weed out enrollment when he first started, and they um, required the SAT and the ACT, which usually they only require one or the other. And he had done really well on the SAT, so he didn't really feel feel led to do the ACT. Well, of course, at that time, they had so many students wanting to enroll that particular uh, semester. They wanted him to have had both. So anyway, he ended up going to Miami to school, and it was just so expensive. So after about a year and a half, he came back because I just basically couldn't afford it. And um, it was, you know, back in 2007, that was 20, it was right then. I mean, I hear it's like $80,000 a year now. But it was $36,000 a year then. And uh, I was like, no, no, you're going to have to try to come back. So he came back, and immediately, you know, they got him into, uh, he went to Georgia State. And then um, then he went on to medical school. But he lost, and, you know, I just really admire when I think about it. I really just admire the fact that he pressed on. You know, when obstacles come your way, I mean, he lost two years, basically, of college because they didn't, they wouldn't transfer um, the grades from the private school to a state university because he didn't stay there the full two years. And so many of the classes that he'd taken, they didn't even count. So he literally had to start over again with school, but he pressed on in. I mean, you know, sometimes things like that, they would just throw people slap off. They would be like, no. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spend an extra but I mean he did it and so it's like, you know, I just wanna, you know, say that I don't know why I'm saying it, but just for her to be encouraged that no matter what obstacles come, that to press on because there you know, sometimes the enemy just tries to discourage us to the point that we just give up. But we're not to give up. And um so I'm just wanting to encourage her, encourage you and just know that um, press on. There's a blessing at the end. And I look at him now, I'm thinking, boy, he went 12 years to school after high school. Oh, my gosh, could I have done that? Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> but he knew that was his calling. That's what he, he always wanted to be. And so he's finished. So, mm. Yeah, it's a long time. That's to a blessing. <laughs> That's a blessing. I to go to school. My gosh, no. Mm-mm. All right. Well, I'm so glad to hear about your your blessings, Sarah. Anything in particular you want prayer for? Well, um, just for Leah, you know, just for her to be able to be encouraged because what you just said, that a lot of things that she was going through, um, we had to go out to South Alabama University. And they kept us on the run. And I was like, it was younger people working in the office and not saying they don't have it and everything, but 
we had to keep going there and going there. And so I'm like, mm-hmm. Lord, no way. So whatever he decides to do uh, in reference to her education, um, yeah. I'm just praying that he puts it together and, you know, yeah. and, and she's walking the way of the Lord. Amen. Amen. And, Lord, we just thank you right now that whatever you've called her to do, that she will understand that it's her assignment in the earth. It's her calling. And when she's called to do something, Lord, let her understand that you are called. That means you are to do this thing, and there will be opposition. But if you're called to do it, you're called to do it. And you press on, you go forward, and you just realize that God is going to work it out. Why? Because he placed it in and on you that you would be who he wanted you to be in this earth for your purpose. And your purpose is not tied in, it's not just about you. It's tied into other people's lives and their purpose. So, Lord, let her understand that whatever she believes that the Lord has called her to, that she will put her hand to the plow and she won't let go. She won't take it off. Why? Because that's what she's been called to do. And it's not just something that we're doing, but you call to do it. And, of course, the enemy will want to have us think that we're not called, but when we know that we've been called to do something, God definitely is going to make a way and we stay encouraged to complete the calling that God has put on our life. And, Lord, let her have an understanding of that when the times get hard, when things get rough, when it looks like there are impossible situations that she's facing in regards to this, that she will know she will complete the assignment. Why? Because she's been called by God to complete the assignment that he's put in her hand. And so, Lord, we thank you for her being encouraged. We thank you, Lord, for distractions being dismissed. We speak to distractions now in the name of Jesus. Let her focus, and, Lord, let the enemy be scattered in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God. Mm. We know that you have called. We've called her even from the womb for the assignment that you've placed in her life. And, Lord, let Sarah continue to encourage her to be all that God has called her to be and that she will understand that her mother has been given uh, this insight and this understanding to be able to encourage her. When times get hard, she can come to her and be connected with the spirit of God that's coming forth through Sarah that will attach and connect with Leah, that it will strengthen her for the journey. It will strengthen her to go forth and that she will understand there is this connection that they have together, that she will reap the benefit of this connection as she draws wisdom and understanding and guidance from her mother. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Oh, 
that, I mean, yeah, I just powerful. felt a connection. Yeah, I felt a connection. Like you really, you're gonna, you're playing a major part in her her movement toward her calling. That you're playing a major part in that. Um, I don't, I don't know how to explain it except for you. And and there is a connection that you all have that, God, we just thank you that the cores of this connection are being strengthened in the name of Jesus. And we just give you mm. glory for that. Yeah, I just sense this, this connection and mm, just going to be able to just drop these little um, nuggets of wisdom to her. Um, and she... She 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 receives that. She understands that. I believe. I really think she understands your role in her success. That you have a role in this. Yeah. That's what God is telling you and speaking to you is exactly what's going on. I speak to her and words of wisdom, you know, and what God has given me to say. So it's been a powerful night because the Lord is really using you to to speak, not only to me, but to the masses that are listening, you know. Well, praise God. I just give God all the glory, you know, because that's something mm-hmm. that some parents just don't have with their children. And to be honest with you, um, I don't know, I have boys, so I don't know. I don't know if it's different with boys. <laughs> I don't know. I've just got three boys. So, um, and, you know, I, I I love my granddaughter, so I try to develop some sort of, like, connection with her like that, too, where, you know, we kind of, you know, she can look to me for, you know, to help guide her with some wisdom and stuff. But, um, you know, and some parents, you know, Sarah, just be so grateful and thankful for that because, you know, some parents just don't have that kind of relationship with their children, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But but thank God, you know, that's something that developed with your relationship with her. And, you know, I, like I said, it was just very different. I, I There was just, you know, dysfunction on the, the male part. Uh, and I have boys. So, I mean, it kind of clouded, you know, the things. But the Lord has encouraged me and let me know that you think they weren't listening or you think they're not watching, but they are. And, um, you know, uh, even though there was some misguidance and some dysfunction, you know, through the male counterpart, which, you know, guys will look to their dad, you know, uh, boys will look to their father as to be, the representation or example that they can follow. And that got a little cloudy. And, um, you know, I'm like, Lord, you know, I don't know, you know, how much of an effect I've had. You know, I'm not a man, so, I mean, I can't tell them how to be a man. I don't know what it's like to be a man. You know, I'm a woman, you know, and I'm like, Lord, help me, (laughs) you know, to rest in the fact that somehow you stepped in there and you you counteracted the negative things that came forth because I'm not an example. I can't be an example of a man. 
And so, you know, recently I've seen that God has honored some of that, especially with, because he told me since they they watch you. And, yes, it has been difficult, but what I'm going to do is I am going to just enlighten what I've done in and through you so that it will help just kind of move some of that other stuff out of the way. So I walk in faith with that you know, um, Sarah, just to know that that's why it's so important that I live a godly life, that I try to, I'm not perfect, I make mistakes, but I try to just live a life that, you know, doesn't bring any sort of, you know, blemish on my relationship with God and the example that I want to lead for them. So it's just so good. You know, I'm just, I just love hearing of your relationship with Leah and how you all, you know, are God is doing something there. It's just awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> it's, it's been moments, yeah. you know, that we had that push and pull and trying to, yeah. you know, yeah, make I'm it. Sure. <laughs> yeah, when she first went to the university, it was like, okay, we're going round and round. You know, it was the university, like, then the one here, um, which is South Alabama, they don't really like uh, <laughs> like cater. When you're just coming out of high school, you're supposed to know and this and that. So I thank you okay. for your comments, everything, and just thankful to the Lord for you, Flossie, uh, Angela, Joy. Well, thank you, and I thank God for you, you know, coming in and sharing you know, and like you said, you know, there are people who listen. But there's some people who don't even ever call in, and they just listen. And I just know through that a lot of times God is just encouraging people. Through what's said, you know, here on PGN with the different hosts and um, the different conversations that we have, you know, sometimes, usually during the week, I don't call in, but I'm listening. I get off at 11, so uh, Eastern. You're in Central Time, I think, so. I get off at 11 Eastern, and I've already, you know, missed about half, you know, an hour of the show. But I just, so much I learned just by listening and, and hearing what God is speaking and in, in, in releasing in the atmosphere over other people's lives. It just blesses me uh, to the point where it's like I'm being fed. And um, so, yeah, I, I know what we're, you know, what you're saying, we're releasing this out and, it's an encouragement to, to some other people, you know, and what God can do, you know. Um, mm. He's a faithful God. He's a faithful, faithful God. Amen, mm. amen. Well, I look forward to hearing, you know, more of what God's going to do and what he started. He Whatever he starts, he's going to complete. Amen. 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 Glory be to God. So glad that mm-hmm. he does. And I tell you, I'd be in trouble if he didn't. Me too. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yes. I would definitely if I hey, I'm I'm just glad he's a part of you know, is in my life. Amen. Life. Amen. Yes, 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 yes. And you know, like I said, just to be able to have of course there are gonna be times when you don't agree. You know, there are going to be things that, you know, will come that will try to, you know, it won't be smooth. 
but, you know, gosh, you got a good foundation. I just sense you have a very good foundation here. And God, I just feel the blessings of God on, on this relationship and what God's getting ready to do. So praise God. Praise him. Praise God, <laughs> because we watched when my mother passed back in 2021. It was hard because I was like, okay, yes. okay. I gotta do this, I gotta do that, you know. Because we all three of us were together and as and we supported each other, you know. And like in the mornings I would get mom's, you know, her tea and you know, whatever she right. needed me to get some trout tea, uh, her coffee, you know, I, I had a routine going on for quite a while. And so mm-hmm. after she passed, just like, Okay, Leah, it's just you and I and you know, I'm like, Okay, you know. Um, I was so used to doing that, you know, for mom, and uh, right. I miss her so much. Gosh, but I know she was in the nurse for fifty years, so I know she's. <laughs> yeah, she's been nurse for fifty years, and she enjoyed every minute of it. Um, my uncle passed. Like uh, I was thinking, he passed two weeks before she did, and she was oh, actually wow. taking. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, she took, yeah. So we needed her, but God wanted needed her the most. He uh, <laughs> yeah, right. he called her. It was time. So well, and you developed. He did. De- you know, you developed even through that, even through the pain. You know, you developed. You know what God had placed in you. You know, mm-hmm. I think about some of the things, the hard times that I've been through and the things that I've gone through. Honestly, Sarah, I look back and I think I I can't even believe how I got through that. I mean, I was just thinking mm-hmm. about that today. It was like, wow, I, I got through that. Just nobody but God. I got through that. That's it. That's it. You know? And it it strengthens your faith to know that you can look at situations that you came through. And it strengthens your faith because you realize you got through because of God. And if God got you through that, God's going to get you through the next thing that's up the road. You know? And that's how I was looking at it. I mean, I have visions in my mind that go back to certain incidences that took place. And it's almost like, Sarah, it's like it's not like it's me looking at me. It's me looking at something that, you know, I'm I'm detached from. I know it's me that went through it, but I'm so detached from the pain. Ah, glory be to God. I'm so detached mm-hmm. from the humiliation. I'm yeah. so detached from the abuse. That it's like I don't feel the pain anymore. I don't, mm-hmm. it's like I'm looking back at somebody who came through and that somebody was me. And it wasn't, I'm not the same person I was then that I am now because of God brought me out. He brought me out. And he didn't just bring me out. He brought me out and made me whole. Glory be to God. Mm. 
Right. He brought me home and he made me whole. He didn't bring me out broken and bruised and left me that way. He brought me mm-hmm. out and made me whole. It's like the woman with the issue of blood. When she touched the hem of her gar- of his garment, she was made whole. And that's what happened mm. to me. That's what happened to me. Not bleeding physically, but bleeding for a very long, long time. Not even knowing I could even be made whole. Not even knowing the significance of the bleeding. But once I was made whole, (laughs) glory be to God, I can look back and I can say, I'm not the same person I was before I touched him. Hmm. Before he touched me, I'm somebody different. And I'm a I'm stronger. Ah, glory be to God. Thank God I'm wiser. <laughs> then I was when I went into that situation. Ah, mm. Glory be to God. Glory. My God. Glory. So I don't know where all that came from, but Glory. Glory. I, I was like, mm-hmm. where did this one I praise you, Jesus? Mm-hmm. Mm. He brought you from no. a mighty long way. And he's with huh. you. Yes, he did. He yes, he right is. Yes. yes, he is he a did. good God. Yes, he is. And so he is. So I don't know why I said yeah. all that, but. I know him to be a God who, you know, he, he knows what he's doing, and we just have to, you know, trust him, and he will do it every night. Yes, he will. And, you know, we go through and we look back and we can say, yep, that was God. <laughs> yep, that was God. Glory be to yeah. God. Glory. <laughs> glory. Glory be to God. Ah, glory be to God. Yes, you, Lord. I mean, you, you know, Lord. just like going back to the car, I didn't know where, I didn't even know where to start. I was like, oh, it's like back in the market again. And I didn't even mm-hmm. know. I was like, oh, it's going to be either a Honda or Toyota, just something basic. And uh, he was helping me all along, like, okay, one, two, three, and you're done. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was it. Well, you know, with that God, is. you don't have to drag it out and make it any long process. Mm-mm. Nope. Doesn't have to do that at all. <laughs> yeah, not at all. That's it. Yep. That's it. Well, that sounds like our kind of guy. That's him. That's him. No need for any Oh, it's it's him, you know. He's got it all together, and he's got the mm-hmm. whole world in his hands. So he knows the, all of our moves before we even make them. That's you right. Know? Yes, he does. Yes, he does. That's why we can trust him. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. That's why we can trust this awesome mm-hmm. God we serve. All oh, right. Well, you enjoy your new vehicle and. Praise God and just thank God for it and for what he's doing. And yeah. um, 
for what he's doing in your life and Leah's life. Amen. Amen. And I thank the Lord for you. Um, just wanted to pray that uh, the Lord keeps you and your family. And uh, praise God. Thank you. The yeah, keep me moving in the word of the Lord with wisdom, strength, and honor that you're giving to him. And may you keep having uh, the dreams, the visions, and the strength of the Lord that he's been giving you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. I receive it. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, Sarah. Well, we'll be talking to you next time. Thank you for calling in and, and blessing us. And, um, We'll be talking to you later. Okay. It was nice talking to you, and may God continue to bless you. All right. Great. Thank you, and you have a great week. Okay. You too. Thank you. And you're welcome. All right. Good night. Good night. Amen. Amen. What a great God. You know, he's just good. All right. Let's get my pen. Let me go here to our next caller. And that is one 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 one. Who am I speaking with, and where are you calling from? Hi, Angela Joy. This is Cheryl from Florida. <laughs> well, hi, Cheryl from Florida. How are you doing? I am doing well. I I just felt led to call in tonight. I listened to your Great whole God. show. And you what now? And do what? No, I was just saying, what did you say? That I mean, you are so right on. It is so what the Lord has been saying to me all week long. And uh, it's just, I think he wanted me to call in just to hear the confirmation of the evangelist, of the evangelism oh. that's coming in. Back Praise on God. the first love, the whole thing, the whole thing has just wonderful. Mm-hmm. So, just Praise God. Yeah. You. Well, you know, I saw you, and it's funny you say that with the whole evangelistic thing. So I kind of saw you like, I don't know, when you came on, I saw like you in, in you know, like going out. Like it was weird, though. It's kind of like in a bubble. And it was like you were going out. And, and you know how you blow bubbles and they they just go everywhere and you don't know where <laughs> they're going? <laughs> yeah. So when, when you came on, that's what I thought. Like, this is, like, weird. Why am I seeing some like, a bubble? But you were, like, amongst the bubbles. You were it. You were in it. And you were going out. You know, you were going out into different places because we never know, like, where those bubbles are going to go. Like this is strange, right? You know what? What's this? And then you come, you come on and say, you know, that evangelistic thing, and that's basically where we go. We don't know where God's gonna send us, and what you know, but we go, we go, you know, and we do whatever it is God's telling us to do, you know, as He sends us out. So that was pretty cool, <laughs> right? What? That is so awesome. Yeah. And you know what I'm getting to is like when you were talking is like it was kind of a breakthrough moment that I was at a prayer meeting and it's mm-hmm. just like um there's a prophetic thing going on. So there's a prophetic anointing on that whole 
thing, and when I left, I don't know what it was, but the anointing was just so strong, and um, I, I thought I was, I forgot to get gas, <laughs> and here I look down, and I'm way past E, so I have to turn around and go to, I remember there's a gas station close, right? So I have to turn around and go the other way to go to the gas station, and I'm getting gas, and God starts messing with me about evangelism. <laughs> and he, of course, there's someone right over there that I need to go talk to, right? <laughs> wow. And um, so i like, God, I don't know how to do this because I haven't done this in a long time. So right. anyway, I went inside, and I hem-hauled around because I wanted to wait till he came back towards his car. And so I go inside and get a receipt for my gas. I thought, that's a good idea. I can go get a receipt because it didn't give me a receipt. So as I open the door to go back outside to meet him, there's this woman of God coming in the door. I didn't know her from Adam. But as she, I was going out, she was coming in, and I look at her. I said, you're a woman of God. And she kind of backs up. <laughs> and she looks at me. She's like, Yeah. I need. I, I says, I need you to help me pray for this man. Of <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Whoa! It was so funny, and she's like, "Okay." <laughs> Please. And so God. I met. Yeah. So I met this cool friend. It was kind of like God just set up the whole. She said, "How'd you know?" First of all, she when we got done, she said, "How'd you know I was a woman of God?" And I said. Well, I just kind of looked at you, <laughs> and uh, I knew you were a woman of God. That's all I can say. And I said, and besides, God just sets things up like that. That's what I said. Yes, he does. <laughs> yes. Yes, he does. So it was a whole big and setup. Yeah. yeah. And um, so what, yeah, it's beautiful. So and it, it Do what? I was saying, so you got to minister to the to the person? Oh yeah, oh yeah. She she started off the prayer, and um, she was a woman of God. She works with. Um, she's a behavioral therapist, and uh, I said, "Good." I, I said, "Good." I need a behavioral therapist in my life. <laughs> I'm just joking with her, you know. She says, "I can tell you are out of the box," and so it's just a nice. I got to meet a wonderful woman of God and praise God and minister to this man. He seemed to be uh, not well, and you know mm-hmm. the Lord just. I looked at him and I heard that scripture. You know, sheep without a shepherd, and mm-hmm. the shepherd's heart. It's the shepherd's heart that mm-hmm. He's put inside of us. You know, to yeah. to have compassion and empathy for people. And and mm-hmm. he wants to stir that up. It has the feel of breakthrough too. This thing, this anointing, this on you, mm-hmm. it's got the feel. I know you're feeling it too. It's a feel mm-hmm. of breakthrough. Yeah. We need to nurture that and nurture Thanks, it in God. each other and encourage one another on yeah. uh, mm-hmm. and what you're ministering mm-hmm. tonight because it is uh, uh, bullseye. 
target. Well, you know, it's the heart of God. Yeah. It is yeah. the heart of God. I mean, that's what God said to me. He was like, this is for, this is, this is me. This is the foundation on which all of it starts, you know. Um, yeah. If, if you don't have that, you know, first of all, it's like, it's not just, it, it, God is concerned about us as well. You know, because, you know, yeah. as the Lord lets us know, there will be people out there that will be casting out devils every time. But he, in, in, in that day, he's going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. I never knew you. Yeah. So us being obedient to the spirit of God to do God's first work, first work, is to win the lost. Because we have compassion and we have the love of God in us, not that our name would be called, not that our gifts can be exalted and we can be recognized, but it's by the fruit. And our first fruit here is love. Yep. And if we don't get that, guess what? We're going to miss it. Mm Mm-hmm. It's as much about the person that we're drawing, you know, God wants us to draw to him as it is about us being rightly and fitly fitly connected to him. Mm. Oh, my God. He's been giving me. um, Yeah, I don't don't know what's going on. I wrote, I had a, I mean, I got home last night and the Lord just like, he started showing me that, like, his first, you know, when he first started in ministry, you know, his first mm-hmm. wedding, first was the wedding, making the wine. Mm-hmm. And then it was like going in the temple and saying, here, I mean, you know, scriptures fulfilled in your sight, folks. And then I think the third or something was him going in and just cleaning the temple. But yes. the thing about it is, is, what he was saying to me was like, that's the new wine. I mean, he was all, he, were, he was showing us new covenant, new wine, what we were, we would be able to minister in is that love and the uh, mm-hmm. new wine relationship, that high. I mean, it's a breakthrough mm-hmm. is a spiritual high that he puts this on when you're, when you're operating in that, that, ministering with the Holy Spirit, it's like there's a high that's on you that's like no other. It's a love high, you know, that we get. I want to stay there. I want to nurture that in you, nurture that in in all of us so that we can do. We're going to have to have that to be able to do what he's called us to do. I mean, we can operate, but when we can Mm -hmm. operate in that breakthrough level, is um, it's where I want to. I would love to stay there, and that's the first yeah. love. If you remember that same feeling, and I hate to go by feelings, and I'm not a feeling person. I'll I'll follow the Lord whether I feel it or not. That same feeling was that first love. You can't help but feel first yeah. love. Mm-hmm. You can't help but mm-hmm. operate in it. You know when you got that love going on. But anyway, Jesus told me. He said. 
he gave he showed me that live in the ninety nine thing. He says, My mm-hmm. heart when I came I, I cleansed the temple. I didn't go set up as keep my throne in the temple and have my disciples bring people to me. No. Mm-hmm. I went out, I trained That's my it. disciples on the road. And mm-hmm. we went out to yep. the people. That's part of that yes. 99. Yes. He left the 99. Woo. He went to the people. I never could mm. understand that. Well, Lord, you just going to leave the whole church and just leave Jesus. us? It ain't got nothing to do with that. It ain't Jesus. got nothing to do with that. It was where his My heart God. was when he came because he saw them as sheep without a yes. shepherd. Think about it. Yes. He had to come cleanse yes. the temple, man. He couldn't go seek. They could have been ready for him in the temple, but they weren't. He could have sat up in the temple, you know, and everybody mm-hmm. doing the work, but they didn't. He had to come cleanse it, and then he mm-hmm. had to go. What did he say? He said uh, there was something about he looked for a shepherd. There wasn't one, so he went after him himself. Right. And the it. thing of it is, Gerald, there. He compelled. That's what we're to do. We're not supposed to sit up in our little brick and mortar places and think people need to walk in. Jesus didn't do that. But the Spirit of God compels them to come in. How do we compel them to come in? We go out. And that's where we missed it, you know, so long now. And I think even with you, Cheryl, it's like confirming that God is, this is this is the hard this is the movement that God is releasing in this time that we rise up the body rise up and compel the lost to be found to be saved to be you know it's just so in me I just know God was speaking that to me this weekend because He confirmed it over and over again yep. that this is me this is me too long have we set in our pews and, 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 and looked for folks to walk in the door. Yeah. We need to be out, you yeah. know, so praise God. This is, yeah. this, I was, and I, I, you know what? Customer it, also, it, uh-huh. I was yeah. sad that I hadn't seen that earlier. I mean, I'm sad. I was convicted too, when I left there and I thought, Oh Lord, you know, I, I felt yep. so convicted. I had a customer mm. pass away, and I mm-hmm. I knew her well. She was a judge's wife. She was a prominent woman, and I, she knew I was a Christian. And we talked about the Lord, and to some degree, and I would miss. Mm-hmm. I would always always try to bring the Lord in my conversations. But you know, when I heard she passed away, I said, God, I never really just come mm. right out. And ask her, does she know you? And I mm-hmm. and I just repented, and I feel like she probably did know the Lord. You know what I'm saying? But I don't ever want to even have a question, no. Angela Joy. You know, I don't want to have to question that ever mm. again mm. with somebody around me. It just went. It just cut me like a knife. Really, it just did. Mm-hmm. And um, that happened right before, I think, that propelled that evangelism in me, you know what I mean, to say, okay, God, because that's all I did when I first got saved. 
I didn't know that. Right. About the prophetic, the prophetic was there with me. There you go. And with all of us, exactly. That, we were one. that was, yeah. It was like, you know, second, second to none here. We're going to go tell people about Jesus and prophetic came with us. You know? But uh, we didn't know anything about prophetic evangelism. We just went, and That's we it. were sent. <laughs> we're mm-hmm. we're sent ones. Yes. Even the apostles, you know. Yeah, and I was thinking more the same thing. That's why when I when I left the meeting and I saw that young man, and it was like, you know, God, how many other people have I saw? You know, did I see this week that I didn't tell or even give them an idea that hey, I serve the Lord and He's the goodest thing. He's the best thing. Goodest. <laughs> what a wonderful word. He's the best thing that's ever happened to me. I know. I need to tell you. I mean, how many people have I? You know, given that insight to none. Yeah. You know, I, I, I try to live before the Lord. You know, before people that they will recognize the Lord in my life. But what is the word? It says compel. Right. Compel is is that powerful? Compel. That's a powerful word. Uh, right. Let's see what compel means. I, I need to look that up. What is compel? Yeah, okay. Mean? Well, I guarantee you, it has something to do with breakthrough. There you go. Compared, there's some force behind it. Force. It says to force or uh, oblige someone to do something. Huh. Yep. With force of pressure. Mm-hmm. Why? Yep. Forcibly. Oh, my God. Yep. Have I been doing that? I'll have to say, Cheryl, no. Me neither. What I mean, we I did the other day. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do. I haven't been well, doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done that. We oh have to stay God. fired up. We have to fire each other up. We have to continue. We have to press, 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 force. Mm. Mm, what mm, is it? Mm. The violence wow. taken by force. We have to keep by the force. force. We are That's the force. We force. Keep the force. <laughs> yes. And I'll be honest with you, I haven't been doing that. Oh, no. I I'm, 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 I'm telling you, I confessed as well. I mean, what did the, think about it, the, um, everybody went to sleep. I mean, it's easy. I mean, you get under the pressure, you get under, you're, you're dealing with the pressures of life that, uh, narcissistic yes. manipulating mess yes. that's out there and the forces yes. of the enemy in and out of our lives and um, you just go you have to say the nonsense is going to have to take second the nonsense is going to have to back off and we're going to mm-hmm. push push and press on and yes sometimes we have to stop and get healed and delivered, yes. I mean, because it's yes. going to be like that. And what I think that God is in me, he's going even deeper inside of me, delivering me from past hurts and stuff so that we can properly deal with with stuff yes. that comes at us. You know, he allows it to come at us to show us where the wound is or, you know, where we need healing, but just to be faithful to not neglect ourselves yes. and others, but also 
to know when to put something on the back burner and say, we're going to go do whatever God's calling us to do. We'll deal with this when mm-hmm. we get home, <laughs> you know, yeah. or vice versa. Mm-hmm. I, I can't do it today, God, because I got to get healed. You know, if you can't, you mm-hmm. can't. But and it's not to not deal with things, but anyway, I think you know what I'm saying. I think I made it pretty clear. I'm not going to keep on with it, but um, yeah, I mean, yeah, of course. It, and and you know, I left there so convicted, you know, because I mean, yep. it was just amazing, like to me, thinking how did how did I get so far off course here? You know, I, I left thinking. Was you know what happened to me? You know because I was so like in folks' face, you know about the yeah. Lord, and then now it's like Lord help me, and so um like I really didn't plan on being a part of this evangelistic thing. Like I said, I knew she talked about it, but I had no idea that the breakfast she was taking me to was this, yeah. and. When I got there, then I had to take self-inventory, and I had to evaluate me and what I have and haven't been doing for the gospel of Christ. And it didn't look too good, Cheryl. It just didn't look well at all. I get it. You know, <laughs> it, it didn't look. It didn't look good. I. Have I, Even though you, know, you do outreach, been, seen, yeah. you do outreach yeah. ministry, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I mean we, yeah, because we do. But you know, and that's the other thing that um, that I mentioned to this lady when I was coming back with her. You know, with the outreach and the food bank thing. So the lady who was over it, she passed away a couple months ago, and the woman who originally originally started it from her home. She came back to, like, kind of oversee this thing now, and I'm still on the board. But I got some material to share with her because I want her to understand we need to be telling folks about Jesus. Yeah, we feed them. Yes, somebody just donated to the organization. She closed her children's store. And she just, just uh, a person has just donated all of the brand new children's clothing to the ministry oh. that we will be giving away brand new oh. stuff, and that's awesome, and that's wonderful. But you know, I just kept saying to myself over the week last week, this is not about being busy for God. But the foundation is that they need to know Jesus. I can clothe you. We can feed you, but you need to know Jesus. And so I don't know how responsive the person who has come in, you know, kind of, you know, I want her to know. And, like, I, I mean, this, have you ever heard of Rick Gage before, the ministry I was referring to? No, I don't think so. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's called, uh, it's pretty big, uh, Go Tell uh-huh. Ministries. You can look it up. And, okay. um he yeah he he's he's do these he'll do these crusades around the country, and I think the last time he came in the, to this area was 1998, and they were talking about how you know they had 800 people after they did the crusade that made a commitment to Christ, and so, um, but anyway I you know just 
I thought about it. I said, well, I need to let her know. Our first, but first and foremost is to let people know about Jesus. We want to feed them. Right. We want to give them some clothes. But we need to let them know about Jesus. And so mm-hmm. I will be, you know, talking to her about it. Mm, I don't know. that I, I get some mixed feelings there. But I'm just going to believe that whatever God wants me to put my hand to, that it's going to be involved, be involving evangelism. Right. Well, in the, at the end of that, at the end of the thing, um, what I was telling people, if you're not activated, cause it, because there is a spirit of religion that deactivates us. It tries to mm-hmm. deactivate. And, mm-hmm. and I was telling <clears throat> the people, if you are not activated, be activated. And if you can't be activated, go find somebody who can help you get activated and then, um, Amen. And, at, and at the end, the Lord said, and tell them you're it. Remember the game we used to play where we would say, mm-hmm. okay, you're it, and they would run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. We would catch them. <laughs> he said, tell them you're it. You're the one. Mm-hmm. It's like Angela Joy, you're the one. So if there's no one else <laughs> to lead the way, you lead the way. You know, you do it. You mm-hmm. tell them they need to hear the gospel. The authority, yeah. and that's what another thing God told me to tell. I feel like He told me to tell you tonight that there's. Oh, I saw. I saw. I don't see. I hear more, but I saw Jesus's crown, and it was kind of like. I don't understand this, but it's kind of first over. It was glittery. It's beautiful, and it, I just saw it in the distance. And then He pushed it back up. It's like He put His crown in place. But I knew that it was about authority to you and mm. that um, he's given, there's an authority that that's coming with this that he's given it back to you. I don't know what that means. If I guess if the, the fivefold evangelism, mm. I don't know, but um, it was a crown of mm. glory. It's beautiful. So he's not, he doesn't send us out. Uh, we tread upon serpents. You know, he he warned them when they were going out. Look, I send you out as sheep among wolves. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm sending you out, but I've, I'm giving you power and authority. So it's just mm-hmm. for you to know that the authority is seriously being placed upon as we go out on on our lives to do that and. Um, Jesus, we're not going to be like those that went out and got beat up by the devil, you know, you know, the disciples. We're not going to do that. No, no, no. He's the authority. He's, it's like the crown's being fixed, you know. Grace, um, Jesus. Back on wow. our, it's like straightening up the crown of authority or something. I don't know. That's what I'm getting a little bit, but. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. It's well, beautiful, I needed that too. Yeah, I needed to hear that because, um, you know, in this place that I'm, I mean, I like I said, I don't believe any of this, of course, was by accident for what I experienced this weekend. And, you know, it was kind of like God just kind of directed me that way, and I didn't know where I was going. So, uh, and I know it's not by accident that this was all connected with evangelism. You know, I, I know that's what he's saying to me. You know, yep. this is what I need yep. you to do. 
And then uh, I was speaking with the lady that I went with, went over to the thing with, and I was telling her, I was like, I really would like to introduce this whole go tell thing and evangelism and have our organization be involved with actually hands on with evangelism with this, our ministry getting involved with this, but I'm not so sure how this woman's going to see this. So I'm like, Lord, what do I do? Because it's like if I bring up something sometimes to her where she is not really on board with it, I mean, she, it, I don't know, Cheryl. I sometimes feel like I'm dealing with some sort of spirit. But um, yeah. it, 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 and it's funny that you'd mention authority because I believe that's what God is saying to me, to give me that authority to bring that into the forefront of this ministry that we're doing. Right. But then, of course, you know, sometimes I think people do things to have their name called, and yeah. your name's not going to be called as much with going out telling some people about Jesus and soul winning as it is with getting good stocked up in there to give out free in the community where people will call your name. Do you know where I'm coming from? Yeah. Well, he'll give you wisdom on how to deal with that. Since you already see that and know that, yes. <laughs> you're just going to have to sometimes I mean, work around it, yes. <laughs> run circles around yes. it, you know, and until God deals with with that, you know. Uh, and you know what? Yeah. He, it's just like I'm not calling her Shaf or, you know, He's going to separate all that. We have to continue to work with full, with wrong motives, and at the end, he separates all that out. You know, so mm-hmm. yeah. But, and yeah. I know though sometimes religious spirits will try to just shut, you, just discourage you. Just yes. I, yes. I mean, I if I ever the Lord says, you know, like, are you ever going to write a book? You can write one now. You, I can start writing it now. Like. With, <laughs> Of how just oh my gosh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's part mm-hmm. of it. Just the discouragement from uh, just the religious mess. It's no right. joke. Right. Jesus called them vipers, so you're not dealing. Mm-hmm. I mean, he straight up called them vipers. Right, Thanks. right, definitely. Yeah, definitely. And you know, with this, um, I, I mm, it's just. I I know that it's a spirit, so, um, and it has to do with um, person, you know, when there's been brokenness, when there, a person feels like, you know, uh, they have to make up for or prove something to someone. You know, of course, that's when the flesh gets in place and the spirit of God is not allowed to operate because they're yeah. so concerned about letting the flesh be seen and noticed. And, yeah. you know, I'm like, you know, God, I won't move until you tell me to. I won't, because, I mean, I'm hearing in the back of my head, do you really want to continue to be involved with this? You know what I mean? Because yeah. the whole atmosphere of the ministry has shifted from what it was when this woman that invited me to be a part of it and be on board with her. She passed away. So we have this person who originally started it with, it's just a person, I'll just come out and say it, 
who does not like to come under any type of authority. Oh. So that Ooh. pretty pretty much sizes up what we're dealing with there. Yeah. So when you're dealing with that, of course, we can recognize some things and some spirits that definitely would be identified with that one. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm just really asking the Lord, but I will know tomorrow because I will present if I can get up early enough. I have to start work at 10 a.m., and – but I don't think I'll probably be able to see them until later on in the afternoon. But um, just present, you know, let's let's focus in on showing people Jesus and giving people Jesus. Yeah. And we can be a part of this and, you know, kind of see how it goes. And I think that will pretty much tell the story right there. Yeah. Well, yeah, the that'll just you're it. Size it up. <laughs> you're and, it. So you're the woman well, to bring you, God. <laughs> thank you, God. I appreciate that. <laughs> run with it. Just run yeah, with it. Run with and you, yeah, you know, yeah. and if even if they say no, you're gonna run with it anyway. You are going to yeah, run. Yeah, so. right. So true. I, because um, now God has gotten me involved with this, you know, with this ministry, and I'm telling you, it was so powerful what was released. I mean, I really. I know that, of course, there were many people in the room that we probably had to just say, wow, God, you know, you got to do something in me. Where did I miss it? This is what I should have been doing all along, you know. So. Jesus said it, just first, it's first love stuff. I never saw first love just like that, but mm-hmm. it was, this is kind of like the Song of Solomon, you know, she's like, Yes, all those lovers. Where's your lover gone? We want, we want to see him too. I mean, it's kind of like that. It's kind of like there's just so much Definitely. love in it. You just love. You're wanting to spread the love around, and right. that's first love. It's like tell, tell them about, yes. you. tell them about me. I love them too, and we want to share yes. it. I mean, it was just there. Yes. It was just something we did. We don't. We couldn't even explain why we were doing it. You know why yes. we were just telling everybody. It's Oh my God! It is. I, I, it, it, it was an eye-wakening moment. I mean, to know that I'm not there. I'm not. I, I haven't been there for a while. I haven't been telling people about Jesus. I mean, I, I like. I, I'm kind of in the mindset. Well, God, I live for you. You know, I don't do this and I don't do that. And people, you know, I know people know that. You know, they say, "Oh, she's a godly woman." You. But I'm not telling people about Jesus. Yeah. You know, and that kind of hurt me a little bit. My heart hurt a little bit because I was like, oh, God, you know, I haven't done that. You do. I mean, you you talk about Jesus on your show and you are telling people, but there's a certain that way that he's telling us to do it right now. He's telling us to go out. Like he sent the disciples out almost to the streets. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, "Don't take yes. anything. Just go. Yes. You know, just go. Yeah, just go. Yeah. Well, you know what, Cheryl? It goes back to that word compel. Yep. You know, don't just show them. Yes. Compel them. And we already yep. saw in the definition of compel. 
I mean, and it's it, it very distasteful, I think, in the in, in the eyes of some people to think that that word compel is telling us to force Jesus on people. <laughs> That's what it says. <laughs> I mean, I don't, you know what Oh, I'm I know, sister. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, that's actually what it means, to force Jesus you on know people. Thing we've been told to do. Any, any excitement about the Lord, just, you know, any any extra, <laughs> shut it down, shut it down, shut it down, to where it's, uh, we, I'm just saying, that's why. I said, don't let no religion shut you down. We can't let it shut us down. We need to recognize it, have an eye for it, have an ear for it, and go, you're not shutting me down anymore. And maybe it was our own sin that shut us down. Who knows? But we have to be Mm -hmm. careful not to let anything shut us down, you know, someone else's sin or our sin. So... Mm -hmm. And be excited. Amen. We can be as excited as we want to be because we are aliens. Yes, we are pilgrims. Amen. And we got to yes. keep that pilgrim. We're moving. We're moving. We're moving. We're moving. We're moving to the next thing and then to the next thing. We don't sit and uh, get all comfortable on our throne or in our home. We are pilgrims. Mm-hmm. And we, this yes. world is not our home. Mm-hmm. And we're just meant yeah. to move. And move on with, yeah. in the Lord, and whatever He's telling us to do, we're like pilgrims moving. Okay, like you said, yeah. have, do you yeah. get up and ask God what He wants you to do today, or do you just get up and do what you want to do today? Yeah, yeah. I don't. That should be the first thing God. we do. Saying, Save my people and help us, God, to make it. And, you know, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's you know what, Cheryl, and that used to be that just. To me, used to be the first thing, you know. Okay, God, what do you want me to do today? How do you want me to tell somebody about you? You know. Yeah. But I don't know. But anyway, I've heard it, and now I've got to be obedient. (laughs) Be obedient. I'll let you go. I don't. I don't mean to hold you, but I was. I was really excited because I'm like, Lord, why you got me calling in? Why call tonight? I'll call in. I'm like you. I'm like. here and she's preaching on evangelism. I said, "Oh my, oh God!" I mean, he confirms his word. He confirms yes. it. What is it by two or more? He confirms what he's yes. saying. Yes, this is me. Hallelujah. And it was a little yeah. awkward. I have to say, I have to admit, it's awkward at first. It doesn't come real, real easy. Right. Even though that lady yeah. was there. Even the thing was set up like a scene. It was set up like it was almost theatrical, the way God set it up. Mm-hmm. It still was, you know, it still was not, I still had to press, you know. It's like, okay, right. I understand. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Definitely so. I mean, sometimes, you know, in a in a different atmosphere or set up like say for instance you're in a church okay so that's just kind of like what you would normally do but i mean when yeah. we're outside of that environment it's like okay <laughs> because yeah. there's nothing to go from a yeah from a pulpit or some platform say hey come to jesus you need but to just be <laughs> you know we got to be yeah. like wild like john the baptist you know 
Right. You know, that's, that's basically what, what it, it is. It's a yeah. breakthrough thing. You know, he had to have a breakthrough. Think about John the Baptist was preparing the way before the Lord. He had to yes. have a breakthrough type anointing on him. Or how yes. are you going to make a road, prepare the way, make a road for the Lord? That's breaking up fallow ground. That's mm-hmm. putting down some ground or clearing the the swamp. Yeah. You know, draining the swamp, whatever. <laughs> we want to say draining the swamp. But, yeah. You know, he had to deal with it. Yeah. Right. Yes. And that's it. I mean, and it takes that. I mean, as I was mentioning earlier, you know, about the world that we're living in. I'm in this little small place, and my God, how much more would God want to show forth who he is in a community where it's drug-ridden and poverty? And I'm like, you know, and it's all over America. I mean, it's not just here, but I'm just saying, you know, but that's where God wants to be glorified. He wants to be glorified in the lives of those who have lost hope. You need to give them hope. You need to give them Jesus. Yeah. It's it's just, yeah. my God, Jesus, there are people dying and going to hell. Right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, they're dying and going to hell, and somebody didn't tell somebody about Jesus. Yeah. You know? And Yeah. Um, and don't think, okay, I want to tell you one little thing that I know you probably need to go, but um, like my son, okay, so, and even us, even us sowing little seeds that we don't even think, you know, forgiving somebody or, or, just the little seeds of the kingdom. There was a lady who used to get, I mean, I could, she would come into the salon, and if I was running behind, she wouldn't give me trouble with her mouth. I would literally feel fiery darts. She was a pastor's wife. I would literally mm. feel stuff from coming from her because she was used to being in control, and she wanted me on time, mm. and she wanted this, and she wanted that, and she wanted one to want it. And I'm a servant here, and I can only do something so fast when you're serving people, right? So I finally one day got fed up with it, and I took her outside, and uh, I got a temper on me, but uh, the Lord has tamed me. And so I said very nicely to her, look, and explained to her I'm a serving person. I do the very best work I can do. I can please, please understand that you're, you push me, and uh, I, I can't do this anymore. If you need to go somewhere else, that's fine. I, you know, I explained to her that I liked her. But anyway, she apologized to me, and she stayed. Long story short, mm-hmm. we became very good friends, and she, she eventually passed away. But her mm-hmm. and her husband would come to the house, great friends. And she told me about... Uh, this place that would help my son because he was overcoming, he he got hooked on vaping, and um, mm-hmm. and she told me about this place that could help him. And if I hadn't, if I would have run her off, like I could have in the past, I've run people off, you know, and not been nice and just 
try to work with him and say, look. And uh, my son may have not got the help that he needed. So I'm just saying, every little thing that we do for the kingdom. Yes. Yes. Every little patient seed or, you know, or. I told my son, I said, if I run her, if I ran her off, I might not have been. First of all, I didn't get to, I wouldn't have been able to be friends with her. We became very close after that, and she yes. never did that to me again. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And you know, sometimes people really, they don't even understand what they're doing or why they're doing it, and they need correction. And, you know, that says a lot about her that she was able to receive. Right. I had a friend recently who she approached, and I told her, I I told her that it was basically going to happen. She approached the pastor's wife in a way that the pastor's wife felt, I told her, I said, first of all, you really per se didn't do anything wrong. You just addressed the situation that, was improperly handled, and so you let her know it was improperly handled, and regardless of who she is, it was improperly handled. And I don't think she did it in a mean, ugly way, but she just called it on the carpet. Well, I basically told her that this woman is not going to receive that because they've always felt that we or you as a layperson have no authority to tell her anything because they basically put themselves in a place of wanting total respect and admiration and to be lifted up. So if you point anything out to her that is not right, she's not going to receive it. And sure enough, it happened. I mean, since that point, this woman has, you know, pretty much put her dogs on the woman for bringing her to, you know, an understanding that that wasn't right to what what you did, what I shared with you, you should have kept it to yourself and not broadcast it. And then that shows the difference between the person that you dealt with and that person. See, that person that you dealt with, they were able to handle that way, that thing in a way that God is pleased. Yep. She, this yep. other person, you know, she couldn't receive correction. And she was too high and lifted up. She wasn't going to get corrected yep. or given any information from someone who was just a lay person. How dare you? Yep. That is, you know? um, that is prevalent. I but, know. You know <laughs> God is that something God is going to deal with pretty soon, I think. And um it's not good. It's very prevalent. <laughs> and um yeah. yeah, very prevalent. So uh as I explained to her, I said, Well we and she's in Florida. So I was like, Well, I'm glad I'm I'm not really connected with them like that anymore but I said, You knew as I had known, we were with them for about eight or nine years. You don't approach those people like that. They're not going to receive any kind of instruction mm-hmm. from you. Right. Well, you were from Central Florida, too. This is like yeah, the Bible Belt and religious oh, yeah. 
uh, it's set in, and it's set in from a long time ago. Yeah. And uh, it's... Yeah, very much yeah. so. Mm-hmm. And revival yeah. has happened here. People are... there. The people... People are hungry for the Lord, so the revivals are, when they come, you know, people show up because the people, mm-hmm. the people, the sheep are hungry. Yeah. So. Yes. Well, there's always going to be that remnant, you know? Yep. Yeah. Well, Angela Joy, God bless All you. All right, sister. And uh, it, was a, it was a joy. Amen. I enjoyed you. Yeah. That's confirmation that, you know, that God, this is, this is what he's speaking in the season. That's what he's saying, you know, amen. So we want to be a part of it. All right. Well, thanks, Cheryl. Hopefully you'll talk again soon. Yes, ma'am. God bless you. All right. You You enjoy. All right. Good night. God bless you. Bye. Amen. You know, God is really awesome. You know, he, he He knows what he wants the body to do. We just have to be willing to do it, you know. Amen. And I I definitely want to do it. All right, let's go to 214-415. Who am I speaking with and where are you calling from? Hello, hello. This is Barbara from Texas. How are Hi, you? Barbara from Texas. I'm doing good, Barbara. Yeah. How are you? I'm excited. Praise God. Amen. Well, I don't know if I need yes. to even pray for us. I might want to hear what you are all excited about. But <laughs> yes, me. Um, okay, sure. Um, Go ahead. Praise God. Um, me and my little family. Um, they said they would meet me in this city uh, at the lake, and the Lord had already showed it to me that morning that what was going to happen. And so when it actually happened, they were thinking that they came up with the idea, and I just started laughing, telling the Lord, Lord, I love you. I'm so grateful. And the Lord knows I wanted to go to the lake, you know, because of the the heat and the drought here. So as I went, you know, and set up everything, did the table, I arrived there first. So I just made up everything, fixed it, and people kept passing by. I said, Lord, is it something or somebody I can pray for today? I said, God, I'm your servant, so please send somebody. And, girl, when I turned my back, I I looked up, and I saw, like, six cars at one time, and they were all full of teenagers. And they all got out. They had a conversation. They were all talking. And finally they all hovered up and said something, and then they went to the water. And I said, oh, my Lord, they're getting ready to baptize this young man. And, you know, I took (laughs) off with one baby and one on my hip. And I went straight down because I knew my daughter had arrived. So I said, I'll help you finish what I'm doing. So I took the children with me and went down there. And I asked them, is it okay that I join you guys and pray? And they said, sure. We just baptized someone. I said, good, because that way we can all pray together. And they said, well, who are you? Where are you from? I said, I just want (laughs) prayer, and I want to pray with you guys. And they looked at me like, oh, my God, I know God sent her here. Don't nobody just walk up and walk prayer. So, <laughs> so I had to break the ice by letting them pray for me, then I pray for them. Tell you, it was so phenomenal. It was the anointing. The Spirit of God went through me, like, from crown of my head to my feet. 
And I said, oh, my God. I said, if I didn't have these children, I'd take a dip, too. <laughs> and so we well, all you know, communicated so and got on, you know, and yeah. prayed and had a great time. And they ministered. We just, I just love young people doing that. You know, that yeah, many that, that love awesome. God. and Oh, my God. Wow. Just, I've been excited on fire all week. <laughs> and you know what? It and, just felt, you know, I feel like God wanted you to say that because you know what? It right away. Because that basically ties into what the atmosphere is tonight. I mean, you're talking about somebody that just got baptized. What were we just talking about? What guy has laid on my heart tonight is talking about leading people to Jesus. And that, I mean, of course, when someone gets baptized, you know, that means that um, solidifies that they have accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And it's just yeah. interesting that I, that that I didn't want to say anything to you first. That I wanted you to share what you had in your heart and what you just had had what you've just spoken and have had on your heart and experience ties right in to the evangelistic call that the Spirit uh-huh. of God that's being released. And it, it, it's being released, and what yeah. you did really is like you solidified the next of when someone accepts Jesus into their life. They get that. My God, God couldn't have set this up any better. Thank you. Oh, my God. Look at this. Yeah, but you know what? And I normally, I normally pray over you first. But I wasn't. Fe- I didn't yeah. feel led to do that. That's why I said, "Go ahead and say what it is you got to say." My God, and because God knew what you had to say was giving the next step from when a person accepts Jesus into their life. That's what He's saying right now. It was like, "Let her say it." We're talking oh about God. telling people about Jesus and 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 evangelists. Uh, evangelism and reaching out and, and and releasing that word and calling them forth and telling them this is Jesus who died for your sin, who was raised from the dead, who is now seated on the right hand, accept him and receive. And then mm-hmm. I'm just talking to Cheryl about what does compel me, compel me to do it by force. Glory be to God. Yeah. Then after you do it by force, you do a cup. You Make a statement of commitment by baptism. My God, God couldn't have set this up any better. Yes. My God. And, and you, you, as you were talking, uh, that young man, I told them, I said, I told the group, I said, you keep me in your prayers, and I'll keep you guys in my prayers every minute of the day because I am modest. And I, I, I was telling them about the, I just have the urge, you know, that when you got those petitions and prayers and intercession and thanksgiving to be offered on behalf of all men, you know, in First Timothy 2 and 1, and I was looking at him, his face turned red, and it was red. And I said, that's the fire of God on you. And I said, oh, my God. And, and as I was talking, they laid hands on my back and prayed for the little one. She's like five months, six months old. But she looked like mm. she could. She looked like a little tiny, three months old. But they prayed for her, and they prayed for the four-year-old. And as we were doing that, I said, "God, 
I could feel the wooing of the Holy Spirit. No one would be able to resist it. When they, mm. You know, the wooing mm. of the Spirit. Because, you know, that brings them to repentance and the goodness yes. of the love of God. And so I tell you, I, I you know, the, I, I was trying to contain myself. And, you know, because we were in the water. We were at the lake in the city where Jesus. I live. And, you know, you're always asking God. You know, and then that opened up the door for more and more people. And then I met two more young people this this week. And, and you Praise know, I get, they gave me their testimony saying, I know it was God because when you were ministering to the uh, my uncle and, they, you know, and I was telling them on what to eat and how to eat and what he was doing mm-hmm. wrong so that he wouldn't have a stroke on that one side and be paralyzed. And I said, mm-hmm. I'm going to be praying for you this week. And I said, I've already spoken over you. So it's a done deal. But I, God wants you to do better with your habits and the way you eat. I said, just because you're by yourself, God has sent help to you. And and the young man said, "Do you you don't even know me? I just got through telling him all of this, and then it went on and on, and mm-hmm. and I began to just talk and pour into that young man. And God began. He said, "I know it was the Lord that sent you. I know it was God." Mm-hmm. He said, "Because I I I was so hungry." He said, "I I feel like I'm eating when I when I met you." It you, it's like you changed my life. I said, but it was God that changed your life, and it was God that ordained that to happen at that moment. I said, because mm. usually I didn't even really know why I was going to the store. I just was be obeying. I was wooed to the spirit of the Lord to go to the store because I said, Lord, I said, what am I buying here? What can I buy really cheap to get something and 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 just come on out. Maybe I'll see. And I ran into another person that I've seen at another store, and I and I and they spoke to me, but I didn't realize who they were. And I said, "Sir," <laughs> and everybody in the store came running to me. He was going out the door, and I was going in. And he gave me a big hug, and I said, "Sir," I said, "I'm gonna keep praying for you and your marriage." I said, because your marriage is not in trouble. I said, a lot of times it's you that's in the way. I said, you repent mm. of what you've been doing and stop saying stingy words. Stop saying words that will sting and hurt the relationship. Just repent. And when you do that, God will heal your heart and heal your marriage. I said, I'll talk to you later. I said, I'm going to let you go. But I said, but I'll see you again. This city is very small. I'll see you again. And you'll have a praise report. And then before you know it, I had another one. And, and he okay. said, I don't believe in God. All that stuff you're seeing, mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know God like that. I said, really? Oh, wow. I said, you know what? We're going to talk. And I said, blessings be unto you. I said, but take my number mm-hmm. because I'm going to call you, and we're going to have a conversation. He said, yeah, sure. Okay. Okay, I would love that. But he had no idea that I was going to be talking about the Lord. <laughs> when somebody tells you they don't want to hear about, they don't know this God, I said, oh, my hmm. God, there go that age, them Christians. I don't know what they call. But anyway, that new age, I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to be praying for that young man. He he gave me his Amen. name, and I couldn't remember, but his license plate had yoke on it, yo, oh, yo, yo something. I said, but I'll remember. I'll put it in my phone just like that. But anyway, there you go. I had a lot to say, so thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you.
Yeah, it just shows how God is really I mean, he's laying a foundation, you know, and he's giving he's giving us, you know, the information that, you know, like, hey, this this is the way this works here. You win them mm. <laughs> to the Lord. Yeah. And you follow the hey, we I brought up John the the, the Baptist, you know, earlier, mm-hmm. like what did he say? What did he do? He brought them and, you know, to baptism. I mean, it's just amazing that God is mm-hmm. God is really saying tonight, this is my heart. This is what, this is right on time with what God is speaking in this season. We are wow. to win souls for Christ. That's yeah. what, I mean, yeah, we can do all this other stuff and we can prepare for this and prepare for that and know that God's saying this and know that God's saying that and, you know, we got this, you know, this whole thing that we're living through where things are going to transition and the world's going to change and our country's going to change. But the bottom line fact is our purpose is to win souls to Christ. I mean, aside everything else, you know, everything else, that's the foundation. That's the basic, whole basic premise of why we are called Christians yeah. is to win others to Christ. That's why we're called yeah, that's, that's right. It's that antichrist spirit. He didn't want to hear nothing. And I said, oh, I said, you're so kind. And, you know, because he said, with your love and kindness, I'll draw all men unto thee. And yes. so I just kept oh, yeah. nice and being nice to him. I said, because, honey, it's going to come out. I'm going before God on your behalf. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And the loving kindness is so important, you know, because that's what God Mm -hmm. says. That's what God is love. And and he's love. How did he prove that he was love? Because he gave his only begotten son for Mm -hmm. wretched like me and everybody else. You know, he did it out of love. So if he did that out of love, that's how we're supposed to operate, out of love to a lost and dying world. And, you know, know, and I'll be honest with you, like I was speaking with Cheryl, I hadn't thought about that in so long, to be honest with you. I know I'm supposed to live for Christ and draw people, Mm -hmm. you know, by the Spirit of God is to draw people into an understanding and a knowledge of who Christ is and salvation. Mm-hmm. But when I, I looked at that word tonight, compel, it just took on a whole, it went to another level in the meaning of what mm-hmm. I saw compel. And even in church today, that was um, uh, part of what uh, I think the, ma- the minister, the pastor was about compelling, you know, mm-hmm. people. So mm-hmm. anyway, but anyway, for some reason, this thing sounds like it's getting ready to cut me off. No. Oh wow! Well, yeah, I guess we're gonna play before it cut off. <laughs> oh, what did you um had something in in particular you want me to agree with you on? Uh, yes. Uh, oh, one of the gentlemen, I I was asking God to uh, pull off the spirit of uh, perversion, lust, um, mm-hmm. and that that be dis uh be cut. Cut the cords, cut, destroy that spirit. Um, 
you know, because um, I do like to pray for people, but I also want to keep them in prayer, you know. Um, right. The, the, you know, and so um, one of them in particular, you know, he I call him William. I, I, I don't know, just, you know, the word William. And I'm going to be praying for for them that God's grace and mercy, um, you know, just salvation, you know, for the lost. Amen. And I and I was picking up that that he had a calling on his life, and so I just want to mm. pray, you know, you know. Okay. And Praise God. And that this was that. part of the group that was down there today. No, these were the other two that I met later. Uh, one at the store. Yeah, both of them at two different stores I went to, and because uh, I'm always asking the Lord to, to, to you know, you being that good Samaritan, I said, Lord, is there anybody I can help, you know, and be a blessing to? And so yes. as, as I go, you know, he'll do that. And I was going to get mm-hmm. something done to the car, but I ended up meeting someone that was looking strange, and so I just began to pray for them. And um, and finally, they just walked up to me, and I just started talking to them, and and you know, and just telling them about the Lord, and not trying to push Jesus on them, but I I was just being you know nice and um, how, going as the Lord lead me because you know, and I said right. God, I want to bear good fruit, good fruit, good fruit. Amen. <laughs> we gotta yeah, and He'll give us a strategy. He'll give us yes, a strategy. Ma'am. Yes, and mm-hmm. we just have to be sensitive to the strategy, but he will definitely give us mm-hmm. a strategy because, you know, that's just the wisdom of God, you know. So, mm-hmm. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, even as that word strategy. Lord, we just thank you for you continuing to operate with Barbara in this situation through a laid-out plan or strategy that you have to to get across to William what needs to be gotten to him and everything that needs to be released off of him, Lord, we thank you for the strategy that you will uh, even put into place that he will walk in wholeness and fullness and that that spirit that has attached itself to him, that it be removed because once enlightenment comes concerning the things of God, we thank you, Lord, that that has the ability and the anointing to destroy the yoke. Hallelujah. So, Lord, we thank you for the destroying of the yoke of any bondages that are on him and that the strategy that you will give Barbara, even as she comes in contact with this person, that you will be in operation to work through her to break the stronghold of the enemy that the glory of God will come forth and demonstrate through power and might and even miracles of the God that we serve. So, Lord, we thank you tonight for Barbara's faithfulness and, Lord, for her sensitivity to what you're speaking and how you're speaking and what you want to do and how you want to do it as she's, she's submitting to the leading of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. That things that the enemy has thought were hidden, ha, will be uncovered. Ha, that the enemy will be exposed. 
so that the work of God will go forth to accomplish in the lives of those she connects with, that you will be glorified and honored. Lord, we thank you. You are a God of enlightenment. You are a God of, of giving us revelatory knowledge on how to operate and how to minister through wisdom, through the wisdom of God. And we thank you, Lord, that every yoke be destroyed. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Every Thank you. Every mm. mm. My God, I just see like just a, not one thing, mm. but just intertwined, just twined. Like you remember twine and how twine is just kind of wrapped, intertwined. Mm-hmm. Every yoke mm. be destroyed in Jesus' name. Mike, I haven't seen that in a while. Just mm-hmm. never that I could think of. Like twine. Mm-hmm. Strapped different ways. Bondages. Mm-hmm. My mm-hmm. God, we thank you. Yeah. We thank you, God. You have a strategy. You have a mm-hmm. plan of operation. And we thank yeah. you for it. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Well, Barbara, Thank it looks you. like you're already, like I said, this is just confirmation on what God was speaking about evangelism. You know, and oh. once mm-hmm. you, you know, people are have submitted their lives to the Lord, you know, it just opens the door for God to go in there and just start, you know, doing that work, you know, that's necessary mm-hmm. in their lives because they, they're submitting themselves you know, to the authority of God, and um, praise God. And that that's the biggest thing right now. I know I was, like I said, I was talking to my sons earlier, and they were just, you know, they. I mean, I was just amazed at what they were saying as far as how so people are, some people are just so messed up. You know, they have so much mm-hmm. going on. And they're so wound, they're so, like, bound up, like what I was seeing. Mm. They're just so bound up that they can't even see a way out. So bound Mm. up. Mm. Lord, have mercy. And Mm. that's what Mm. I saw. And I I saw the word. I saw the gifts in him. I saw a lot, but the enemy wanted to just bound him up. And and so he couldn't be set free. And, mm. I, and and that's what I saw. And I saw a lot of things. And, and I remember Prophet Randy said, Barbara, God has given you an anointing to pull down strongholds to destroy those yokes. you got a yoke-breaking yes. anointing on you. And, <laughs> and I said, thank you, Lord. And, uh, and then I, I did a tent revival. Well, I was a part of a tent revival. And uh, the prophet of the hour was speaking unto me, and um, he called me out and said, come here, young lady, I want to pray for you. I can't go forth in the word until I pray for you. He, he was mm-hmm. saying how you're going to destroy them religious demons. You're going to destroy uh, the tradition of man. You're going to destroy uh, generation curses off the families. You're going <laughs> to, and, I, and I, when I heard you say authority, mm. I said, oh, my Jesus. God, there, that's it. 
And, yeah. you know, and he just went on and on. And um, I said, okay, Lord, um, you told us to do the work that we've been called to do. And so I Amen. just, you know, I just had been being still before the Lord, waiting patiently and, and mm-hmm. trying to carry out and do what he tell me and be obedient. That's the thing. I yeah. remember you and one young lady told me, Barbara, don't, don't get mixed up in something that something, uh, I don't know what it was, but it was something that was trying to tie me down for long term something. But I'm free, and I wanted to stay free. Amen. And, you um, want to stay the free. one thing I did hear, hear both of them say, I did hear both uh, both of the people say that I was ministering to this week. Both of the young men say, I noticed that you have a joy and there's a peace upon you. And I'm like, Lord, uh, you sure they didn't know the Lord? <laughs> you know, I've been like, how would you? They said, well, we just feel a peace. Uh, you just have that joy and there's a peace in you. And and I noticed that as I listen to you talk, I just get so happy. Like that is, it's just easy. And then I remember one of them saying, I won't go back. I won't go back to where I I won't go back. And he just kept saying, I won't go back. I won't. I won't. And he just kept patting his feet like, because I knew the Lord was dealing with it. But it, but every time God would begin to move, he just kept saying, I'm not going back to my old way. I won't go back. I said, glory to God. Glory to God. You know, and I'm just thanking God for it, you know. You know, because Great. the enemy tried to come in like a flood. Yeah. He tried to destroy well, he will. people. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, yeah. and I'm like, no, 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 no. The, you know, the Ooh. Lord will plant your feet like a like the tree that's planted by the rivers of the water and bring forth. He's going to bring yeah. them forth, just like the fruit in in his season. And this is our season. This is our season to do what God said do. I've been resting yes, because he told me be still because he wanted to pour something, some more um, uh, gifts, uh, stir them up and things and the word and the wisdom and knowledge more into me. You know, and that's all of it, all of us that ministers, all of us that yes. pour it out, pour it out, pour it out. We have to be fed too, the meat of the word. So I'm just thanking God, you know, you know, because I know he said yes. our leash shall not wither. And and whatever we do, it it will, it shall prosper. So I'm just thanking it's God for that right. knowledge that you were talking about, and, and the will of, of and the wisdom and the spiritual understanding that as we walk worthy into the Lord and being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of the Lord. So I'm just grateful, yeah. you know, that you uh, mm-hmm. I hadn't been calling in, you know, because I've been before the Lord, but I'm just grateful. That you were on, and I mm-hmm. missed a uh, part of it. I didn't, you know, because I was just fasting, praying, and and after I prayed with a young lady, then I got on the show. So I'm just grateful, you know, that you were giving me what had what you had talked on earlier because I missed it. So thank you, thank you. I needed yeah, to hear that. Yeah, that was it. That was it. And I, you, I mean, that. well, the thing of it is, it was a setup because you fell right into it because you brought the next step. Mm-hmm. And didn't even know that you were bringing the next step. <laughs> you brought the next no, step, man. the foundation of what God wanted to say. He completed it with what you said. You know, we didn't even touch mm-hmm. on, you know, we just touched on, you know, the acceptance of Christ and 
and you know, mm-hmm. you'll have to go back and listen to it. Basically, you know, just yeah. how important it is for us to have, you know, this heart of evangelism and how I had God had set me up this weekend. I didn't even know. I mean, I went to this evangelistic um, outreach thing, and I didn't even know it was for evangelistic outreach. <laughs> mhm. Oh. So I ended up there because I believe God wanted to bring my attention back to his first love for his people Mm -hmm. that we be in place and in position to be used to draw Mm -hmm. men unto Christ because all of the, all of everything that happens is built on that first thing. Without Mm -hmm. that, you can forget the prophetic. You can forget this. You can, because it has to be based on salvation. You know, of course, it's still God has a word for people who are running. <laughs> you know, believe me, I know that. He has a prophetic yeah. word, and he will use his prophetic to even draw men to him. You know, because sometimes people will be like, whoa, you know, wow, there is a God. And that can draw people into salvation. Uh, yeah. With someone coming to an understanding, wow, how did they know that? How did she know to say that? How did he know to say that? Wow. Mm-hmm. That had to be God. I need him, you know, and that's all tied into that. But it was like God was telling me, go back to the grassroots of this. Mm-hmm. Where you just basically approach the center and just let them know, let me tell you about Jesus. You know, like I said, um, I gave that young man a ride home that I, I knew him from when he was like seven or eight years old. He looks exactly the same and he's 32. And he had a disability, you know, with learning and, and all of this. He was in a special school. And I was, um, I did like uh, a year, I think a year of teaching there at this school. And um, he was there. I remember him and I saw him this weekend. And I called him out by name, and he looked at me like, how do you know my name? I'm <laughs> like, because I was at the school there, you know, mm-hmm. and he started, oh, I'm so glad. Well, I'm glad you spoke, and da 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 And the Lord, you know, I, and he, you know, he didn't have, like, really a physical disability. It's just emotional or mental or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he started to walk home, and the Lord just said, show the love of Christ. Give him a ride home. And I gave him a ride home. And he says, well, can I take you to see my mother? And he went. I dropped him off. It was only about maybe three or four or five blocks away. And uh, I pulled up, and he says, can I bring my mother out just so she can speak to you? And he brought his mother out. And it was like, you know, I invited them to um, to uh, know more about the ministry and that if they were in need of anything, we'd be happy to help them and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, I drove off. I was like, I didn't really even mm-hmm. have to, you know, like their relationship with God, but it was like God comforted my heart because he said, you showed the love of God, and that is the first mm-hmm. step. You laid a foundation. You know, he felt he felt the love of God because he left you and went and got his mother. Like, you know, let me go tell my mother about this woman out here and brought his mother outside. Mm-hmm. And, 
you know, God was, he just said, you know, see, you showed the love of God. And he was so excited and he was so touched by it. He wanted to, because he has mm-hmm. kind of the mentality or mindset of a probably a teenager. And he's 32. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he was so excited oh. that somebody gave him, and she came out and she thanked me. I'm glad you gave him a ride home. And I could tell she's, you know, she's concerned about his well-being. And mm-hmm. uh, so I'm just so glad. And I said, well, it looks like it was going to rain. And, you know, and he's, he was like, yes, I, I'm i so glad she, you know, spoke because now I knew she was at my school. And I was like, yeah. But it, it was just, it was just the love of God, you know, the love of God. And people, yeah. I mean, it was so just like, wow, you know. She remembered me, and I was seven wow. or eight years old. You know, it that's was just, good. it was very touching. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, some people, really mm-hmm. especially when they have a disability, they think they're kind of invisible to people and that people forget them and that they're not valuable. But I could sense that what God was doing there, he was showing him that you are valuable and you're not forgotten. And even though you were only eight years old when she last saw you and you're 32 now, you know, it's like the love of God was like, but you are not unnoticed, you know? Mm -hmm. And I could just tell his mom, she was really just so taken by that. She was like, oh, wow. You know, but yeah, you never know what God is doing. He lays the foundation, and um, right, we just have to be, you know, sensitive to walk in the on the foundation He's laid, or you know, follow His instructions and directions. So anyway, see, that kind of got me. See that right there part. That that's what happened when I obeyed. This young man was literally crying. And he, he mm. took a towel and just kept wiping his face, kept wiping. And he oh. wanted, I could tell he wanted to run, jump, or do something. But he just kept patting his feet, just patting it on the floor and just mm-hmm. crying. He said, you know, he said, um, he, he, um, I took his number because he needed God. I mean, he needs to go to church somewhere because his church is right. uh, like a mega church. And they're not going to mm-hmm. feed him what he needs. He needs to go to a spirit hill. Right. And because and the Lord was just giving me steps and different things about him, but as he was was crying, he said, "You know, I went and told my mother, I told my sister, I told my brother, I told everybody what happened." And he said, "My uncle, he already told everybody." And I said, what? <laughs> "And I said, well, look at God laying the foundation because I think one of the talkers, I think." Uh, I think it could have been Carmen. She said, the Lord is saying, you got to go deeper. You got to go deeper, deeper. So we went deeper, and now I'm hearing the praise reports. And then I had PGN, different ones, just praying, you know, for the situation. Because I ministered to that young man, I think, for hours and hours. And I could see the power of God. I saw him crying and and wanted to tell everybody and calling out things that's going on that God has given him and then I had gotten some help. Um, um, another young man called, and he started pouring into him and prophesying. And 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 the young man looked at me and said, uh, "You just said that. You just said all of that. Where he getting it from? Everybody's saying the same." <laughs> and I said, "That's God. That's how you know." He said, "Well, my age. I've never heard that in my life before." And I said, "Well, it's time that you get to know Jesus a little bit closer." 
that he walks with you. He talk, I mean, he's never seen any of this and never heard of the prophetic yeah. side of the Lord. And and he, and you know, there are people out there like that. Yeah, they don't know anything about this. Mhm. Amazing. It's amazing. Wow. It's true. Yes, yep. ma'am. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, Thank it is. you so much. I don't want well, to keep it from welcome. your other callers, but I just yeah, wanted I to share that. That's a testimony. That is a testimony, and it just shows that God is. He's directing us, and we just have to be willing to follow him. You know? and Miracles, it. signs, and wonders. That's it. That's what she has said. Yes, that's what the Lord is doing. Amen. 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 All right, Barbara, thank, thank you. you for making time for us tonight and for the, for God to be exalted. Appreciate yes, you. Ma'am. I appreciate you. <laughs> PGN and Prophet Ryan, I just love y'all. Y'all are so sweet. Thank you, you so much. Oh, you're welcome. We love you. We'll be talking to you soon. Call back. Thank you. Have a wonderful week. Bye-bye. You too. All right. Bye. All right. So I have one caller, and they don't have their hand up, so I don't think they're coming on. And I already got my little cue that said the line will be closing or will be shutting down. So everybody else, if you're... Not wanting any prayer, then we're going to say good night. And so, um, you all have a blessed week and enjoy Jesus and just be on assignment for what God has for you to do. Oh, I got a hand that went up. Let's see. Let's see. We got to be on assignment. Let's see who we have here. Okay, that's 908305. Angela Joy, who am I speaking with? Hello, this is Carol from New Jersey. How are you? Hi, Carol. How are you? Oh, good. I was just listening in, and um, anyway, I just uh, would like you to continue to pray for me, and I love you. Mm-hmm. It's a blessing. Praise God. We will pray for you. Hallelujah. Well, we just thank God for um, Carolyn calling in from New Jersey. Hallelujah. And we thank you, Lord, that, you know, there are some things that that are headed, she's headed somewhere. And um, God has a, mm, I heard, means of transportation to get you there. So it may not be the usual, uh, I'll just basically say traditional form of transportation or the traditional way of God getting you to where he's taking you. But, you know, don't worry about that. You know, you may have to go in an unorthodox way. (laughs) I don't know where that came from. (laughs) Or an unorthodox manner. But don't even worry about the mode of taking you uh, to where God is leading you to. Don't even be, be concerned about the mode of operation. Just know that when God does it, And when he does what he does, he does it for a reason. And he does it that, you know, he would be glorified and that no man will be able to take the credit for it. So, Lord, we just thank you, Lord, as you continue to maneuver and direct and to show Carol exactly where she's to go and what's to be done. And, you know, like I said, it was just, 
an unorthodox way of doing things uh, or getting you to where God is taking you to. And just realize that God is in control and that he knows exactly what he's doing. So just continue to follow him. In Jesus' name. Amen. How are you? (laughs) I am very well. And I just want to tell you that God, on orthodox way, um, I I just have so many breakthroughs, and and, um, it's it's amazing. So I'm very grateful for that. (laughs) And God has just been opening up doors. And um, he's been providing for me, um, and sometimes um, we just have to be patient. Anyway, I had um, this is one of the praise reports. Across my car, and it's been very difficult financially for me, for sure. And uh, anytime anything happens with my car, anytime anything happens with my car, of course, I'm like, God, where am I? How am I going to get to the interviews and so forth and so on? So anyway, what ended up happening was my car window on my car wouldn't um, uh, roll up, you know, so it just stayed down. I'm like, oh my God, and I kept getting. Um, you know, prices of the car to get the car fixed. It was eight hundred, a thousand dollars just to get that window fixed. And the people that fixed it said this particular piece for the passenger side window that wouldn't roll up is like just this piece is so very, very expensive. They said other pieces of this car are not, but it's this Toyota that I have. It's just so expensive. But anyway, I said, well, Lord, I can't afford that right now. I'm going to food banks, you know, and stuff like that. So anyway, what ended up happening was I said, Lord, I don't know how how I'm going to do this. I can't drive around with my window, you know, with the window and, you know, whatever. So anyway, to make a long story short, I went to this place and one of the people in town here said, go to this man. He's been doing this work for 40 years. He'll probably, he, maybe he'll help you or cut you a break or something. So I go there and talk to him. And he says to me, you know, I'll take a look at Don't worry about it. I'll look at it. You know, I'm not going to charge you. I just wanted to tell you what's wrong with it. He said, how could, you know, they said, how could they tell you it's 800 to $1,000 and they didn't even, even open the door panel? He said, I just don't understand yeah. it. So he was like, yeah. so I thought he was honest by saying that anyway. And then what he does is, I don't know, what he did, he just pushed the button up the, the, the lever for the uh, window. It's an automatic window. Up and down. He knocked on the door, and then it worked. <laughs> and I said, hallelujah. I said, you know what? I said, I have to tell. I told him. <laughs> I said, you are, I said, you're an angel. He said, whatever. He said, we really do like to help people out. And I said, I am going to come to you. I found myself a really good mechanic who was reasonably priced. He said, well, so when you do have the money to get it fixed, it'll be about $400 to get that, that, that window fixed. He said, but don't cut the window all the way down because it might get stuck in you. You're going to need a new piece at mm-hmm. some point. He said, but right now I just leave my window up in my car and it works. And I'm like, and I said, Lord Jesus, he fixed it for me wow. for now. Now, that wow. is the Lord. And you said That's unconventional. What did you just – wait a minute. Yeah. You did say I'm unconventional. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you know what's one of the really funny? I said an orthodox way, but for, I was looking – honest to God, it was something to do with a mode of transportation. Uh-huh. And I didn't say transportation. I just said 
God's going to work something out, you know, in an unorthodox way. And was that not an unorthodox way? And the thing of it is, is that you know that God worked it out because he didn't charge you anything. You know that was God. Right. And he really didn't even have to do anything except for just, you know, undo the panel and and click a few buttons and it worked. I mean, that was just amazing. He didn't even undo the panel. He just clicked a few buttons and knocked on the door of my car and it worked. He didn't even open the panel. Amazing. That is amazing. That was wild. <laughs> and I oh, and I do get and I have to say one thing. I do get this from people. They absolutely say, I can't understand it and it's true. They said, I can't understand how these things happen to you. How did you find out about that person? I said, Listen, I prayed to the Lord and they said, I better start praying to the Lord. I said, Listen, they don't understand that like, these things happen to you. I don't understand it. I said, it's the Lord. So I actually get to minister that particular way, even though I haven't wow. got, you know, a job. I mean, the job that was offered to me were jobs only maybe a few hours a week. I still need to find something better. But my point is that it's just this waiting. And the Lord said, you're going to have to wait. You're going to have to be patient. You're going to have to learn to forgive. You're going to have to learn these lessons that I'm trying to teach you. I was like, okay, Lord. And um, I, it's just something else. What can I tell you? But it's, to me, I'm like, Lord, Jesus is taking too long. But um, the Lord's like, you need to be patient. That's what the Lord said. You need to be patient because I'm coming through for you. But I do know that people look at me and say, I just don't know how you do this. How do you do this? I said, no, it's the Lord because I can't do it on my own. And believe me, it's frustrating at some point. I'm human. I get frustrated. But I said, I need to be able to trust in the Lord, you know. Wow. That is just amazing. I mean, <laughs> I tell you. People, you did they say unorthodox way of transportation. Yeah, I said but it's always yeah, I it's said unorthodox. Yeah. Mhm. But I guess I guess right now, even though I do go to food banks right now, and I, and and really to me, it's like I have to. I don't have. I really don't have enough money to just enough money to get to my food bank or a doctor's appointment or maybe a if I had to go on a job interview or something like that. But that's about it. I don't have this extra money to do anything with. And he's and the Lord's like, well, we're gonna teach you about the money stuff. I said, okay. And the Lord's like, if I do give you a good job, which I will, are you going to forget about me like many people? And the Lord said, mm-hmm. out of the ten people that God healed, only one person came back to say thank you. One. Yeah. One person. Mm-hmm. And the Lord's like, are you going to do that to me? And I'm like, when the Lord told me, are, am I going to do that to the Lord? I'm like, no, Lord, I suffered enough to get the job. I hope and pray not to do that. Wow, that is amazing. So it's like, you know, we talk about how God sustains us and takes care of us. And, I mean, you can actually, as a testimony, you can just say, hey, yes, that happened because of what you're experiencing now. I mean, just what happened. I mean, you know that's God's sovereign way of, of just making sure you're taken care of. And, wow, that's just amazing. Just amazing. And then I have to say one thing, like you were talking about, you know, just a simple gospel of Jesus. And, of course, the Lord at this particular time is, like, definitely in every area of my life. 
I just had to surrender every single area of my life to him. And I finally got to the point where uh, the Lord's like, are you going to listen to what I want you to do? I said, yes, Jesus, whatever you want me to do. I'm not going to argue with the Lord anymore or fight with the Lord on, I don't want to do this anymore or not. I'll be obedient quickly. I take, I procrastinate. And the Lord's like, I don't want mm-hmm. you to do that anymore. I want you, when I tell you to do something, to listen. I said, Lord, I got the message. It took me a long time, but I did. <laughs> and I wanted to say... <laughs> I can be stubborn, but but um, the main thing I wanted to say was that I went to a church, and I think I found a church because I've been looking for a church for a while, a really church right near my house, a really spirit-filled, and I, I, what, I really believe God wants me here at this wonderful church close by to my house, actually. But anyway, I went to another church to, to kind of confirm, like, Lord, do you want me to go to a church? And then it was like, well, you were saying the gospel of Jesus. I went to speak to one of the people that is, quote, unquote, a new pastor there, assistant pastor to the church. And I said, I'd like, I'm thinking of going to this church. I sat down with the pastor, and the pastor said this. They said, well, you know, we are in the middle of trying to find a pastor. I said, oh, I said, I'm told that they need musicians here. I'm told that they need outreach people. I'm told they need people, a whole bunch of people. They're advertising. We need people. Come to our church. I come to talk to the pastor. The pastor tells me. You know what? You have to come to this church for at least some time. We have to get to know you. Um, I said, okay. And then they said to me, and then I said, I just want to go to a church where there's where there's peace, no drama, no nothing. And then this pastor tells me, you really have to expect that in a church. You have to expect that there's going to be um, political people here, polit- politics you have to expect politics in a church i said really i said all the churches that way is that what i should expect from a church and she's like yeah Mm -hmm. there's politics don't worry and there's politics here and we have to have people healed from the politics i'm thinking the lord's like no i don't want you to go to this church and i said i just want to go to a church and i don't want to be involved in no politics i just want to go there and share about the gospel but is this the way all pastors think about in churches? Is this the thing, the mindset? I would hope not. <laughs> I mean, this, this is what this person told me. So they forgot about me coming there and saying, "Listen, I am available." I said, "I am available." I said, "When, when you know?" And I'm told the person that goes to church said they're looking for people. They're looking for people. They're dying to have people there. And I go there, and the ladies. The pastor's like, no, we're we're in the process of looking for a pastor, and no, we can't use you right now. There's too much po- you got to, you got to expect politics. I'm like, and the lady and the pastor's like, you know what? I'm gonna have to be honest with you. You're gonna have to come here for a while. We're gonna have to get to know you. And I said, am I gonna have to expect politics? Oh yeah, there's politics in all the churches, even in this church. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Is that the way all churches all? I said, I just want to go to a church where I said, I just, then the Lord's like, you're not going to that church. And I said, Lord, I just want to go to a church where people just say, I want to serve Jesus. And the pastors think that way as well. Is that an abnormal thing for me to think that way? Well, I mean, nobody wants to think that the situation is complicated, especially in a church, you know? So, no, I don't think it's wrong for you to think that way at all because – but that's what goes on, of course. But, no, I don't think there's anything wrong with the way you're seeing or or think it should operate because, you know, when people come to join fellowship with with the ministry, 
they're coming because, you know, sometimes they have things that they're working through themselves and they want assistance and you don't want to go there, you know, and get involved with politics because you, you come looking for hope, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, but I don't think all churches operate like that because the particular church that I go to, I can pretty much say that if politics is what they say it is, of course it is, um, then that's true. But thank God I found a place where I really, there isn't a whole lot of politics. But, you know, there's nothing wrong with you thinking that you can go to a place and not have that. There's nothing wrong with that. That's what the I whole body of Christ the So the Lord, told, the Lord told me, no, that is not the church you're to go to. And I thought to myself, that's how they think about that. I mean, I don't understand it. I don't. I just want to go to church where I a woman that has gone to church for years. She said, I love the church. She's been in the, some church for 20 years. She said, I just love, she said, I love that church. It's like a family. I said, I want to find a church like that where it's like family. And um, that's the type of church I want. And the church down the street here seems like that. But I hope it just seems more welcoming and loving. But to go to a place and say, can I please help you without any just, I'm willing, I said, we're willing to help out. I want to be able to use the gifts God's given to me. I said, until I find some sort of job, it seems to me I've been looking for a job for quite some time. And I'm like, what do I do with my time? I mean, I want to spend it sharing the gospel, like the other lady was saying, the one before, um, just to go in the other few people, just saying that it's about following Jesus. I just want to go to a place where, it's home where I walk in there and it's, I can just share my gifts and talents and not with all the other, other, other drama involved in it, you know? And you're I right. Know. We just come back to come back to the simplicity, simplicity of the Bible and no, no yeah. politics involved. It's like we're coming here. We're all, we're all, we're all uh, broken people and just come with that. Well, I mean, when you think about it, Jesus didn't interact and involve himself with the politics of the temple and what's going on there. That's why he didn't really, per se, go to the temple when, you know, he went out and was among people and he found the disciples and picked them and used them to bring forth the word of God and to demonstrate the power of God. He didn't do it in the temple. He did it in the highways and the byways. He did it with before the sinners and around the sinners, and, you know, that's what he did. And so that's what I believe God is calling us to, is to have more of a focus, as I had mentioned about evangelism, on, you know, getting people saved and, and delivered and set free. And that's exactly what Jesus did. He didn't, he wasn't involved with the politics of the of the church or the temple, he was involved with his father's business, and he was busy doing it, and he did it, and then he, you know, disciples were were called and joined to him, and they continued to work outside of the, you know, temple. So, yeah. You know, you you don't see, I mean, there are only a few occasions where you see that, that Joseph is saying he sat in the temple and read scripture or whatever. And and, and if it was that, you know, God would have really highlighted that, I believe, a lot more had it been something that God would have really stressed that we needed to do. But he didn't do that. 
Well, you know? my, my my thing is I've always liked doing outreach anyway. So I mentioned I love to do outreach outreach with the needy, the homeless. I've loved to do that. That was my ha- happiest time with the Lord. And people that just went out there without any other agendas in mind, and just singing for Jesus and and just reaching people and tell them about the love of Jesus. And you know, I do. I have to say, I do meet people and I don't know if there's anything wrong with it. I invite them to church with me. I don't have a problem with it. I meet them like, which would you like to come to church with me? To, because I, I just read somewhere on CBN, you know, Christian Broadcasting Network, they said that 50% of the people in the church are lonely, 50% mm. in the churches. And I do invite people to churches. And you know what they say? Yeah, I'd like to come. And I bring them to church with me. And I don't know if that's pushing the gospel. I think it actually needs to be said. Would you like to come to church? I'll invite you. Come on. Come on over to a thing. Bring them over to church. Is there anything wrong with that? I don't think that's being too pushy. I tell people that. I said, yeah, come to church. It's a beautiful place. I'll bring you there. We have wonderful services. Is is that too pushy? I don't know. I tell people that. I do. I'm excited about Jesus. No, no, no. I don't think so. I mean, yeah, I mean, all they can tell you is, no, I don't want to come. You know? or but, but, I mean, you've offered the invitation. It's not like you're like, you better come to church. No, I mean, you offered them the opportunity for them to find out about this God that you serve. I mean, you gave them the opportunity, kind of like I was saying earlier when I was, um, you know, talking about the word compel, but, you know, you know, we all, God gives us assignments, and we just have to be sensitive to how God is leading us to accomplish the assignment he gave us. You know, like the grandkids were over, and, um, you know, I, I've had to feel like last week it was like my assignment at that particular time was to them. And I followed through, and if God had been dealing with me about really showing Jesus to them, because, I mean, I was... I was like, you know, God says, start start with the evangelistic in your home and with your family first. And so my purpose last week was to kind of, you know, talk to them about what they knew about Jesus. One is he's six, he'll be seven soon, the other one's um, three. So, of course, he didn't understand much. But my six-year-old really blessed me because – I have some anointing oil in a little cup in the car that I carry around with me. And I had, on occasion, had anointed him uh, with it. And uh, he saw it in the car, and he says, hey, I want you to put this on me. (laughs) And um, it was amazing because I tried to explain to him what this was all about. I don't think he really got it, but... He, and I told him, basically, I anoint you, and I believe in God's protection for your life. And I tried to explain, you know, angels to him and that God had assigned an angel to his life, and this was anointing oil and that I was, why I use it on him is so I want God's protection over his life and that his angels will be, you know, uh, there to guide and protect. And, you know, evangelism, we have to be sensitive to do it how God, I mean, I can't, I couldn't force him. I have to kind of explain to him who this Jesus is that I believe in and why I have this anointing oil. He didn't know it was anointing oil. 
He just know I put it on him. It smells good when I anoint him and I make the cross, you know, on him. And he wanted it. It was like, can you put this on? So, I mean, it's like God gives us strategy. And then just like him being only, you know, six, and he's getting ready to be seven, he doesn't have an under, and they don't go to church regularly and it breaks my heart. So it's like God wanted it to be simple so he could understand. And then I'll be able to break down to him in bits, in bits and pieces who this Jesus is that I'm talking about and why you need him in your life. And so with whatever and whomever we're dealing with, you know, it's like God gives us a strategy to reach that person on the level that they're able to Amen. comprehend. Exactly. Yeah, see, and that's it. I mean, give it to them. I mean, you know, I can't pull out the Bible and go through this and that and, hey, see, this scripture complements this one. And No, he's seven about. He doesn't understand what I'm talking about. But it was so wonderful to know that I had left an impression of him wanting to know more about this oil, this stuff you put on him, that I put on him. It was like, so it's like that, you know, Carol, God will direct you and give you instruction on how to deal with person, the person that he's placed in your life that he wants you to minister to and the strategy of how to do it that will meet them on the level that they're able to comprehend what it is you're talking about. Right. So, and I... And I have to say that, I mean, just, just because I've been waiting so long to get a decent job and it's just taking forever, I feel. But anyway, and God knows that, and, and I have to just be patient. And um, sometimes it's very frustrating for me. I have to say it is. I'm like, Lord, I just can't take the waiting. But the Lord's like, you need to, you need to, you need to get this. You need to be able to, to listen to what the Lord's saying and, and his timing and his way. Actually, I am getting some breakthroughs, I have to say that, and it's been taking so long. But it is what it is. I guess not everything happens overnight. It just doesn't, you know, it just doesn't. Yeah, and it works, and it works patience in us, you know. And, yeah, we're um, suffering. We're <laughs> suffering. We really, yeah. oh, my God, long it really suffering. does. And, right. And yep. I sent out. Yep. I sent out, I was talking to you about forgiveness. I sent out my letters, my forgiveness letters to six people and and my family, and it was really such a blessing to them. And I have three more to go, which the Lord said for me to send out. And it really was to two friends, which are really good letters. But I like you were talking about a pastor of a church. I have to send this letter to the pastor. And maybe I'm, I'm, I think they seem like they're more pastors that are, uh, they never think they could be wrong. What do, you, what do we call like more religious type of people? But the Lord told me to send them a letter. Mm-hmm. And is that going to help them? I don't know if it's going to help or hurt, but you I'm going to try to send them. Yeah, just That's be obedient to whatever I mean, even though I feel bad about it, I'm like, who am I to do it? But he told me to do that. And I'm going to try to send a nice letter, a kind letter to them on how much they hurt my heart and they shouldn't treat other people that way. I don't know how I'm going to say it, but I have to say it in a loving way. I'm not going to say it in a harsh, critical right. way. I'm not going to do that. But I guess right. the Lord's and, telling me to do yeah. it for a reason. Maybe maybe God's putting that on their heart or maybe they don't even realize it. And the Lord's like, no, I don't. I want them to stop doing that stuff. So he told me to do that, and I keep telling people tell me no. And I'm like, that's what the Lord told me to do. I have to listen what to God told me to do. Right? Right, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
that's where we see the manifestation through obedience to what God told us to do. Even though it might not be fun for me to do, I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna be everybody's critic all the time, that's for sure. But how do you how do you present a letter to a pastor of a church who is kind of a little bit more well, I'm the shepherd of the church, you can't tell me what to do. I am the I'm the one in charge and why are you trying to take authority and you know, whatever. How do you what what should be in a letter like that? I would make it short and simple and sweet as possible because, you know, just basically get to the point, you know, just state what it is and that's it and just seal it with the love of God, you know, because sometimes, you know, it doesn't matter what you say, it, it, it can be offensive to people. And then, of course, what you say and how you say it can also be. But you just have to trust God in that and, and do what God has called you to do with that and whatever he's, tell, he's told you to address, you know, in that letter, address it, and I would make it just short and sweet and move on, you know, and know that you can't carry on with the thought of what happened. You got to do it and release it and let it go and move on. That's it. You can't do anything else. And that's, you know, and I believe God will honor it. If you have given that to God and he gave you those instructions, then you followed through and you did it for for that within, you know, that time that God was telling you to do it. And you just leave it there. That's it. And then, and then um, the Lord told me at some point in time when I probably get, when I get my job and stuff together, to go and visit with them and just to, you know, tell them, you know, say hi or whatever. Um, that's what he told me to do too. He said, I want you to follow through with that letter and then go to visit them and thank them and just, you know, um, just say hi as a friend. I mean, that's all, not that you have anything against them, because that's part of my healing. That's part of my healing, because I was so very hurt by that church. Oh, my gosh. But that's Well, you'll be walking in obedience. Yeah, yeah, Seriously? and you want to do that. Yeah, you want to do that, because that's part of your healing, and you want to walk in obedience. Exactly. You so know? My thing is I'll go back there, and, and you know, I don't want to see them and, and think, well, how come they did that to me? What's wrong with them people? They were so mean to me. And the Lord's like, no, I don't want you. And the Lord told me to never do that ever in my life again. If I have something that bothers me, I need to talk to people about it rather than hold it in and have anxiety about it and get upset. And a lot of people do that, at least right. I do. And it's not right. And the Lord said, I don't want you doing that again. He said, well, if you have a problem, you go and talk to the people like the Bible says to them. I really don't mm-hmm. go gossiping about people. I'm not a gossip type of person. Um, I, so that was part of my healing. Some people don't think that way. Most people are like, what, you got to be kidding me. You would spend all your time on that. Yeah, I said, yeah, that was a, because I'm a sensitive person. The Lord's like, stop doing that stuff. He told me to stop it. Yeah. Well, you know, you got to be obedient. That's it. And you can't be concerned about what people think. You just have to follow through on what God told you to do and leave it there. Right. And just and I'm gonna trust try to him, do you know, because it's still faith. You know, if you trust him, you do what he yeah. I'm going to yeah, have to do, do it. it. I'm going to do it in a loving way. I have a mentor that helps me with it and, and tells me, yeah, you could say it in this way or that way to be loving. But, you, but my mentor says you have to be truthful. You can't just say, oh, yes. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. 
um, I want to have a better relationship with you or forget. And then they're like, you're not telling them why you're upset. That's just the point. You need to tell them the truth of why you were hurt and tell them, you know, I don't know how to say it, but I'm going to say it in a way that I'm hoping it will it will touch their heart and that they won't continue to do that to others and hurt them the way I got hurt, you know. Right, right. I mean, and they should understand that, but the biggest thing is just to do what God told you to do. Yeah, and also if you could just pray for my brother. My brother has, um, and I've been praying with him, my family. If you could just pray for my brother. My brother has uh, might have to get some, has some prostrate. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Prostrate problems. If you could just pray for him. And um, you know what? It's interesting because my brother... um, I know he loves the Lord, but I, you know, he really doesn't always believe in praying. Never ever thought he was good enough in the Lord. I don't know why, but he never did. And I think he's such a wonderful man of the Lord. So I said, you know, sometimes I said to my brother, sometimes we take things for granted or health for granted because he's always been healthy. And I guess what I'm saying about him is that I said, sometimes it takes these things to happen to us for us to realize how much, God loves us because my brother would always kind of think he's not lovable enough and God doesn't like him. I don't know. I'm not good. Anybody would say, I'm not good enough for God. God could never accept me. I said, that's not the way God accepts you for who you are. And I could never get him to believe that God could think him worthy enough to actually love him. I don't know why, but he has those issues. But I said, maybe this is what's going to make him come to know the Lord because now he has to realize that now you really can't just trust in yourself. You have to trust in the Lord. He said, you're right. He said, I have to. I said, you need to get that close relationship with him and pray to him and read the word. And he's like, you're right. I really do need to do that. Before then, I don't think he really, God, you know, he has, has helped. All these things were going for him. And now it's like, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes it takes that. And I don't know why it does for them to realize how much they're loved and how much God loves them. Just he would never believe he's just saved because he said, I'm never, he never would believe that God could accept him. This is not good. Right. This is not good for yeah. years, years. Well, you know, so maybe that's a way of going in and, and healing that part of him as well, you know, but that course. comes through him submitting, you know, to God and, and knowing that that's part of what God offers, you know, is for him to walk in healing and wholeness in every aspect of his life, whether it be physical, mentally, uh, emotional, you know, all of that. It's all connected in God doing a complete work. And for him knowing that God is able, you know, to do a complete work. So what what is your brother's name? Bob. Okay. Well, we'll just, Lord, we just bring Bob to you tonight, and we just thank you, Lord, that, you know, in this, this this development of a relationship with you, God. Um, he'll begin to understand who you are, God. And first of all, to just accept you as, you know, Lord and Savior of every the, – the key is, Lord, for him to recognize you as Lord of his life. You know, we can accept as Savior. We need that. We have to. We have to have that. We can't. Be del- we can't see we can't see God without salvation. But besides that, and having a knowledge that He'll be, you know, with God, you know, for all eternity, and miss hell, is the fact that you know you're God and 
you're concerned about everything that concerns him. Well, for him to be mentally, emotionally, physically, you know, protected and healed and delivered so that he can walk in a confidence of knowing who his God is. And he can only get that through the spirit. So, Lord, we just ask that the Holy Spirit begin to deal with Bob concerning every aspect of his life that he will come to an understanding that there is a God who cares. The bottom line is God loves Bob. Hallelujah. And when love is, you know, exemplified and demonstrated and released into his life in a manner that is greater than he could ever imagine, Lord, I pray that he just soak in the love of God. Because God loves him, and God wants him whole and free in every area of his life. So, Lord, we thank you tonight. We give you glory and honor now for the work that you have begun in him, that it will be completed for your glory, and that he won't, he won't miss you in any way, form, or fashion, and that when he goes off, you know, off track, that you're there to bring him back on track. We thank you, Lord, for the faithfulness of you, God, concerning Carol's family and what you want to do in and through her for her family. We just bless her and we thank you that, Lord, throughout the seasons that she has experienced with you, She's going to come out with a whole different um, revelation and uh, a way of looking at you in a totally different manner, a different perspective than what she had before. And not only is it just going to be for her, but I believe, God, as you complete this work in her, it's going to affect everything that's connected to her, including her family, that they will understand and know There has been a work done in Carol. I need to know who did the work for myself. So, Lord, we thank you as she continues to exemplify the goodness of God. She continues to let the world know that it is God and God alone who can do things that man cannot do. And we thank you, Lord, for the prayers that she's prayed and for the faith that she has, that you're still God, you're the same yesterday, today, and forever, and you never change. And bring her and her brother to a closer relationship as he begins a closer walk with you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Angela Joy. And I just pray for, for you. Thank you for you. I love love the show. It just helped me out so much. And uh God, you know, has us on a different journey, um, and I can't wait, can't wait to to tell you what God's doing, and he continues to do good things, and for you, too, thank you for um, sharing um, your heart, and it's a blessing. Thank you so much. Oh, bless you, and you've been a blessing, because I'm telling you, God is at work. <laughs> That's all we can say. We don't know what he's doing, but we know he's at work. He doesn't Amen. stop. Amen. 
Yep. He's still at work. Amen. And and Carol, um, yeah, it's a journey, and you you're going to receive, but there's so much more that's connected to you that's going to be affected by what God is doing in your life. So be encouraged and know that, you know, God is He's doing something, and it's going to be a testimony of who he is, and it will affect the lives of others because they'll be able to see what God has done in you. And it's going to affect them. It's going to affect how they look at God. And that's Amen. awesome. That's awesome. Amen. Okay, well, John, right. I'll be putting my resume out to Atlantic Health. It's, a, you know, different companies that God has for me. And, um mm-hmm. Doors are opening, so I can't wait until what you know, get into that job, and it's going to happen. And the book yeah. and the music and all those things are coming together, but they are—they really are coming together. So, but thank you. God bless you. All right, God bless, and you have a wonderful week. And we'll talk to you again soon. Bye, Angela Joy. Bye. Thank you. You're welcome. Good night. All right. Well, God, we just thank you for what you've done and. You know that God is still going to be God in spite of what it looks like. He's just God. All right. Good night, everybody. Looks like everything has dropped off anyway. You all have a blessed week, and thank you so much for being a part of what God is doing with Prophetic Grace Network. Good night. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.